Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's official. Ron DeSantis has announced he is running for president. He filed earlier today and in a Twitter space. Uh, I, we didn't actually get to hear first because the Twitter space crashed, I think, several times. And it dropped down from like 700,000 people down to about like 98. And then it was around like 100 and some odd thousand, I think, when he formally announced that he was running. And uh, oof. Yeah, Elon and Ron are getting roasted over this. And I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not here to drag out those guys. I think they did something that was, uh, it was interesting. Launching a presidential campaign on Twitter was a bold move, but Twitter was not able to handle it. They just didn't have the technology. And, I'm, and, and in this uh, announcement, you got this one dude, uh, what, I can't remember the guy's name, David something. This, uh, I think he's a reporter. He says, uh, maybe, maybe this is the biggest, biggest room ever. And I'm like, yeah, no, uh, Red Bull had like 4 million people watching live when that guy jumped from outer space. And we had 200,000 live when Steven Crowder was here in January. So the initial announcement could have been big, but I really do think they pulled wind out of their sails and then, you know, it crashed. I don't blame them for that. They overloaded it. It was very popular. But uh, it is official. We're going to talk about this. And I think the biggest critique that I have is, uh, man, Milo was correct about Ron DeSantis and charisma. And we'll get into it in great detail because I do think Ron is, is a fantastic politician. I think he's got great policies. I think he's doing amazing things in Florida. But there's just something we got to talk about when it comes to a presidential race. So we'll get into all that. Before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button to become a member and support our work directly. And as a member, you'll get access to our Discord server and Members-only uncensored shows Monday through Thursday at about 10, 10 p.m. They go live on the front page of TimCast.com. And if you're a member for at least six months or you sign up at the $25 per month level, you can actually submit questions and call into the show. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Tyler Boyer. Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Who are you? What do you do? I'm the CEO by day of, of Turning Point Action by night. I uh, am the national committee man on the RNC for Arizona. Right on. So you're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Right on. Well, good to have you here. That was that was simple. We got, Happy to be here. We got Seamus Coglin. I'm Seamus Coglin, creator of Freedom Tunes. We release cartoons every week, usually twice a week. Uh, we're actually not releasing a video tomorrow. We decided to push it off till Tuesday because I think that'll give us more time to really uh, improve the quality of what we're working on. Uh, I also have a podcast called Shamer, which we will be airing tomorrow on Rumble at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hello, everybody. I am Phil Lamonti. I'm the lead singer of All That Remains. I am an anti-communist and I am a counter-revolutionary. And we are here with... And I am Surge.com. Uh, rest in peace, Tuna Turner. I uh, had to say that. Amen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's get started. All right. Here's the official story from the Daily Mail. Biggest fail in campaign launches in history. Ron DeSantis is mocked for shambolic Twitter room presidential announcement with Elon Musk that crashes five times and leaves users bamboozled. Yeah, it was around six o'clock or a few minutes before six. I get the notification because Elon is about to start this Twitter space. We're really excited to hear this. I was really excited to hear it. And it started late and then wasn't working. And a lot of people, uh, man, I, I got to tell you, I like Elon Musk. He does great work. I like Ron DeSantis. He does great work, but I am not going to pull punches on this one. 
the obvious mistakes they were making. They did not properly plan for this. I have no idea how it came off so bad. For one, I understand if there's more people than you expect, but this is a presidential announcement. Getting hundreds of thousands of people was obvious. When we had we had Steven Crowder on this show, we had about 200,000 viewers. Okay, now if you're going to have Ron DeSantis and Elon Musk, you got to prepare for that. I, I presume they did to the best of their abilities, but Twitter wasn't able to handle it. But here's the thing. A lot of people were saying, oh, you know, the servers were overloading. I, was, I, I understand that happens. No, 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 no. Look, some of the problem was like the main host guy was like, mute, he muted himself randomly. And I don't think he noticed. He was talking the mid-sentence, just mute. And then Elon unmuted himself while the other guy was talking. So you got an echo because they were sitting next to each other. I'm like, dude, those are production mistakes, not technical errors. And if this was done on YouTube, it probably would have had substantially more live viewers. I think I think this was going for a, a, a big bang gimmick. We'll do this on Twitter spaces with Elon. It's huge for us, but they weren't ready for it. And it really pulled a lot of the wind out of their sails. Now, there's a lot of things we can talk about in terms of Ron DeSantis as a candidate. But, uh, you know, what do you guys think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. These are technical problems that should have been sorted out long ahead of time. Uh, it's kind of perplexing whenever you see a massive campaign that's well-funded and has a, a, you know, a lot of backing behind it fail at something so basic. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Everybody makes mistakes, but it's just such a lost opportunity. I heard that uh, it was because some because they were using Musk's account and because he has so many followers that caused an issue. I don't know how true that is. That's just something I read. Um, so I don't know if it's but true. But I, I, I mean, it's, it was boomer it matter. stuff. Right, it shouldn't matter. I mean, if, again, if they just did it on YouTube, they'd had a million plus viewers and it would have totally. run fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. I mean, Or Rumble. This was almost Klobuchar Blizzard <laughs> like level, right? Like that. Like let's let's be real, Klobuchar Blizzard level. It was near near that, but yeah, they should have been prepared. There's no question about it. Now they're getting roasted. It was. It is funny though that uh, at first the media was like, "Oh, it's stupid. It's gonna fizzle." Then it got so much attention that it crashed. It's a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, man. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It. I think that it. It was a good it would have been a, a good thing had it gone properly um i think that the fact that it was that desantis has totally been ignoring the legacy media um i think that's a good thing right um i also think that it's good because it kind of puts the legacy media on notice obviously when you've got you know um, organizations like vanity fair running that that headline they did where they say that they they should have been dave brought david duke or whatever oh, i was dying you know it's ridiculous yeah. of course um and the the overall tone from the establishment media the the legacy media is you know ridiculous so so for conservatives to go to them and even even present an opportunity for them to cover is is almost silly because you know they're gonna say oh well you're just a racist nazi huh mm -hmm. when, uh, so there's no reason to talk to them when the Twitter space got to around 460,000 people, it was crashing. It was, it was crashing well before that. Yeah. But I got in right when it started, and then rapidly it rises. I tweeted out, looks like 460K might be the limit. This uh, Twitter user, Lofty Pixels, responded, YouTube had 750,000 live viewers for PlayStation Showcase today, LOL, and posted <laughs> this video from PlayStation that had no problem with this. Let me show you some of the reactions we got. We've got uh, Donald Trump Jr. saying, hashtag disaster. Yikes, man. Yeah, Just a, given ammunition. Yup. That's a hashtag. That's that's better than desanctimonious. Yeah. yeah. Way better. Seriously, yeah. way better. And that's Trump Jr. And then I think I got one more. Here we go. 
David Wolf tweets, failure to launch crashed Ron DeSantis 2024 and uh, sad faces from Ron and Elon. It looks kind of like CGI, you know? Yeah, it looks a little AI, right? Well, I mean, they're they're taking, you know, they're not just taking a swing at DeSantis. They're taking a swing at at Musk because of the Twitter thing and the whole rocket crashing, you know, making the, the... Link to SpaceX and stuff, you know. Well, you brought up something interesting. I think it might have screwed up everything if it was Elon's account that screwed everything up, and it switched over to David Sachs. That's what like, I heard. It, it, it was changed it was, the whole vibe of the whole thing, where it wasn't like Elon asking Desantis questions. It just like it became like David the, Sachs. No, 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 I, the, I, the, I got in the middle of it when it when it first launched. Elon was the host. Then Desantis joined. Uh, then I think Sachs joined. Yeah, and they both had speaking privileges. And one of the technical problems was that. While Sachs was speaking, Elon unmuted his phone, and they're sitting next to each other. So you start hearing a feedback uh-huh. loop, and then I'm, <laughs> that's I'm the just like, "That's stuff. That's and, but <laughs> for Elon to do that, like, why did you unmute your account? What are you doing mm-hmm. here, man?" Well, then it became David Sachs asking all the questions. And I no, think but it, it was supposed to be, and it wasn't supposed to be. Right? No, it was supposed to be. Oh, it was supposed to be. I mean, look, they 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 might say, "Oh, it was supposed to be Elon." I don't I don't see that. Why bring in Sachs at all? He, yeah. he was brought in before Desantis. Yeah. So isn't he like what is he like a British journalist or something? No, I mean he he was he was like CEO of PayPal, I think. Oh, but, okay, okay. So they're they're butts, but they, but I mean the whole thing was sold is like Elon asking the questions, right? Like even like we were going to the war room, Elon they had hosting this, a space with a special. Yeah, it was, the, it was supposed to be like the Elon interview type thing, and it didn't really happen. Yeah, it 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 didn't really it was happen. Just like softball and then, city, and then after the crash, it just uh, was was it was just not good. I mean, it's just it's just, like I mean a lot of people left. That took a lot of wind out of the sales. I mentioned it yesterday, dude. Yesterday, we wanted to lead the show off with the uh, the Target story yep. because now it's getting crazier. Target is uh, apparently the CEO issued a statement saying, yeah, we're going to get rid of a bunch of stuff, but we're going to double down. Hmm. Basically saying we're going to try and hide this from the general public. Ugh. But instead, I'm like, okay, they basically released this launch video, so we have to cover it. But then what is there to cover today if, we, if not just the same thing we already know? Okay, dude's running for president. Then, of course, we got lucky in that they failed. So... <laughs> Like they, they, I, I shouldn't. So I should, it's a little mean. It's a little mean. They they did do the space. They did get the message out. They did get the announcement. But I I do feel like uh, we got news out of the fact that they kind of screwed up the launch and they lost the majority of the audience that was ready for this announcement. But it was like a snooze fest. Yeah, it was. It was a snooze. Fest. I mean, like you you really got bad. in there and you're like, wow, there's nothing interesting here. You got to come with some. Well, I mean, think no about punch. it. Like, no, no bangers. I, I left relatively quickly. The new, yeah. the only news that was there was was it being done on a space. Everyone knew yeah. that DeSantis was going to run. DeSantis didn't yep. have anything. There was no pizzazz to his actual speech or anything. Yeah, so like, really, come, the, come with something. So it's like, like it really was the interesting thing was the fact that it was on Twitter for the first time and then they, it went bad. They ruined it. Could you imagine if Elon abruptly launched a space and then said Ron DeSantis is making a big announcement? They, it, that would have crashed all of Twitter way faster yeah. than this would have. Mm, so maybe, totally. that's, maybe they're trying to avoid that. But even in that regard, DeSantis really screwed this one up, his, camp, his campaign, because they could have gone on Rumble and they could have done it with Dan Bongino and mm. that would have, would have held up just fine. But he was like, ooh, Elon Musk, he's big. We're going to go for this. If he abruptly appeared on a live stream with Dan Bongino and Dan was like, I'm being joined by Ron. I don't know if Dan would, would want to do that because he's more of a Trump guy anyway. Right. But yeah. if Ron did a show, any any live stream, and they tweeted out Ron DeSantis is here and he's about to make an announcement, you'd get two million live viewers. Instead, they were like, "Let's announce it, announce exactly what we're gonna announce, and then have it crash." And it's just like they end up with 190,000 or some odd people listening when Ron DeSantis makes his presidential announcement. And I was just like, "Totally, it's it's good, but 
for a presidential announcement? Come on, dude. We had Steven yeah. Crowder in here on January, and we cracked that number. And he didn't even announce he was running for president, right? Like, yeah, no, he was just complaining. He was just, he was just complaining <laughs> was about upset. internet drama. Exactly. It was internet drama. Yeah. PlayStation, like I mentioned, did a showcase of video games at 757,000 people. That's brutal, man. Yeah, they, yep. he should have maybe saved this Elon moment for something that was like really newsworthy. You know, like mm. a big deal, like yeah. something like like the Steven Crowder moment, right? Like where everybody's paying attention and they're, they're hanging on every word. They could have saved this for something big at the right moment to drop during the campaign, I feel like. Hmm. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Yeah. I don't know if this was yeah. the moment. I don't well, know if this I, is like everybody knew it was coming. It's I, like, it's a, it's, and it's they, a, they brought a, nothing to the table. It's a bad start. Yeah, I mean, do you think it was just an effort to associate himself with Elon because Elon is not necessarily on the right or left, but the radical left really hates him and the establishment is trying to fight him or vice versa? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I think what's interesting out of this is Trump versus Elon. I think that's a more interesting mm. dynamic. I think this is going to be like, I think mm. Trump's going to attack Elon more than he's going to attack anybody else. Of the course of the next Elon? week. Why, why see, Elon? Oh, they, they, I mean, they, he attacks Elon all the time. I don't see how that's, I mean, that's, that's good in any way. For like, him? I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think so either. I just think it's interesting. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see him attack Elon coming out of this thing as like, I mean, he's like, you know who he reminds me of a little bit? I don't know if you guys know Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Mm -mm. Sheriff Joe and Phoenix, where mm -hmm. I'm from, remembers every single person that wronged him ever. <laughs> and puts them on a list and attacks that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Daylights Trump, out Trump doesn't do that. Trump is, <laughs> Trump attacks you only until you're nice to him. Yeah. As soon as you're nice to him, then he's buddies with you. Trump is, is, oh, is as deep lion as a, Ted like, to yeah. lion Ted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll right. see if Elon. You can be pro-Trump and still be honest. The guy is like, the guy has no principle. His he's, principle is winning. He's saying know? tiny Ron DeSantis. Yeah. After the primary, he's going to say titan Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Titan exactly. Ron DeSantis. He's a big man. He's a big man. You know, we he's all love him. He's a big supporter. He's <laughs> a big, yeah. you know. Always you know, we had the thing in the primary, but came around 100%. yeah well and this, this is the country. thing this is one of the things trump really uh, understands about politics very well you know so many people in media will lampoon him for that kind of behavior the fact that he'll just do a complete 180 on a person and i agree there's something there that's laughable but the media does that constantly they're equally shameless yeah. Yeah. did you, did, they, did you they, see uh, right. bill crystal i think called trump an alpha today yeah. or yesterday it's it's so typical an alpha. <laughs> and what they'll also do is you know they will forward a narrative, that narrative will be completely disproven, and then they'll just jump to something else. Or sometimes they'll jump to a different narrative, which is completely contradictory to what they were stating their goals are when representing the other narrative. So 
the media will take advantage of the American people having this short attention span and not considering how current statements line up against past statements. And then they'll laugh at Trump for doing the exact same thing. Let's uh, let's let's do it. We're going to play the announcement for you. It's a, it's a I guess it's seven minutes long. And uh, before I start, I just want to mention we have a super chat from uh, where, where, where are we at? Who, who said it? Um, Beagle Cakes says, who has, I don't know who has more charisma, Mark Zuckerberg or Ron DeSantis. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little biased start, but let's just play the, play the video for Zuckerberg, you. Zuckerberg, because he can roll jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> um, I understand that you may have an announcement to make. Uh, we've got, I think, a, a record audience assembled here. Uh, you know, the, probably the biggest uh, room that's probably ever been assembled online. Uh, what, what would you like? That was such a sad statement. Yeah. There's 102 There's people listening. 102,000. And he said, probably the biggest online, what do you say, ever? Assembled here, uh, you know, the, probably the biggest uh, room that's probably ever been assembled online. I, <laughs> what would you like to tell them? Well, I am running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback. Look, we know our country's going in the wrong direction. We see it with our eyes. And we feel it in our bones. Our southern borders collapse. Drugs are pouring into the country. Our cities are being hollowed out by spiking crime. The federal government's making it harder for the average family to make ends meet and to attain and maintain a middle-class lifestyle. And our president, well, he lacks vigor, flounders in the face of our nation's challenges, and he takes his cues from the woke mob. I don't think it has to be this way. American decline is not inevitable. It is a choice. Mm. And we should choose a new direction, a path that will lead to American revitalization. We must restore sanity to our nation. This means embracing fiscal and economic sanity. Stop pricing hardworking Americans out of a good standard of living through inflationary borrow print and spending policies. And please embrace American energy independence. This also means replacing the woke mind virus with reality facts and enduring principles merit must trump identity politics we must return normalcy to our communities america's a sovereign country our borders must be respected we cannot have foreigners pouring into our country illegally by the millions we cannot allow drug cartels to poison our population with fentanyl Public deserves safe communities and law and order must be maintained in American cities. We can't have inmates running the asylum and we must reject attacks on the men and women of law enforcement. We also must reestablish integrity in our institutions. This includes the military. I'm proud to be a Navy veteran, an Iraq veteran, and I revere our services. But when revered institutions like those in our military are more concerned with matters not central to the mission, whether it's global warming or gender ideology and pronouns, morale declines and recruiting suffers. Okay. You need to eliminate these distractions and we need to get focused on the core mission. We also cannot have true constitutional government if the most significant issues are decided by the whims of unelected bureaucrats rather than the people's elected representatives. Reestablishing integrity in our institutions means we must reinvigorate our constitutional system by returning the government to its rightful owners, we the people. Oh, no man. social <laughs> that was just come on. Still going. without representation. Truth oh. needs to be our foundation. Oh my gosh, it's only been no two minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> yeah, virtue. And in Florida, we proved oh. it to be done. Uh, we chose facts over fear, Rhonda's education over facts. indoctrination, Dude. law and order 
overrioting and disorder. We the words are great. When right, the words are great. The delivery, but it's like an AI result, saying it. Florida exactly, it's like tech. It's not even like an AI. It's like a text to speech, like Microsoft Sam. To be fair, AI probably would have had more information. Recently ranked number one in education. We have a 50-year low crime rate and one of the lowest tax and debt per capita in America. But we also understand governing is not entertainment. It's not about building out, a brand or virtue signaling. He needed it wrong is about delivering results. And our results in Florida have been second to none. We can and we must deliver big results for America. I pledge to be an energetic executive that will take <laughs> Oh, that woke me up. Biden's that was great. Inflationary policies that are hurting working people. We will reverse those policies and we'll build an economy where working Americans can achieve a good standard of living. Biden's opened the southern border and allowed massive amounts of drugs to pour into the country. We'll shut down the border, construct the border wall and hold the drug cartels oh, we're building accountable. Walls. Biden's embrace medical authoritarianism, such as unconstitutional COVID vax mandates. We will ensure that those violations of liberty can never happen again. Biden's allowed woke ideology to drive his agenda. We will never surrender to the woke mob and we will leave woke ideology in the dustbin of history. Come on. Biden's also politicized the military and caused recruiting to plummet. We will eliminate ideological agendas from our military. Focus oh. the military on the core mission, and we will reverse the poor I, recruiting trends. Finally, Biden's weaponized the power of the administrative state this is a cruel to advance and unusual his left-wing agenda. We will reconstitutionalize the executive branch, and we'll bring the administrative state to heel. Now, you can't do any of that if you don't win. There is no substitute for victory. We must end the culture of losing that has infected the Republican Party in recent years. The tired dogmas of the past are inadequate for a vibrant future. We must look forward, not backwards. We need the courage to lead, and we must have the strength to win. And to voters who are participating in this primary process, my pledge to you is this. If you nominate me, you can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon, because on the west side of the U.S. Capitol, I will be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. No excuses. I will get the job done. Now, these past few years have given me a new appreciation for the fragility of our freedoms. I never thought I would see things in America that we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic. But our founding fathers were keenly aware of the fragility of freedom. When they framed our Constitution, they came to arm with having studied the history of every republic and the history of mankind. And they noticed that all of those experiments only had one thing in common, and it was this. Every single one of them had failed. And so they knew it fell to our country, the United States of America, to determine whether people could really govern themselves. Could we have a society based on the idea that our rights are God-given, not government-granted, and that society functions based on the rule of law, not the rule of individual men? And when Dr. Benjamin Franklin walked out of that convention, he was asked, did you deliver a republic or a monarchy? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. They knew freedom didn't run on autopilot. I like the emphasis on you. Yeah. The only thing he emphasized. would have a responsibility to safeguard freedom, and it's our responsibility to do so at this important juncture in our nation's history. We have a lot of work to do to ensure the country gets back on track. I ask everybody listening to please join me on this mission. Please invest in our campaign by going to rondesantis.com and making a donation. Thank you. 
God bless, and I look forward to the discussion. Oh, oh man. I don't know I, that he does. Look, I really look, I want to turn it off, but it's like a presidential announcement. So I thought, like, for the sake of hearing it, people need to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. But, dude, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it when he got to the part about a republic if you can keep it. I'm like, listen, man, I like Ron DeSantis as a politician. He has great policies. He's doing a great job. But holy crap, did they not give this guy one minute of media training? Did they not None. have any kind of, of campaign coach be like, go watch Captain America one time and just watch watch any Hollywood movie where the protagonist gives a speech about saving the world. Just, just that. In fact, watch SNL as they mock that. Look, man, the Santa's people are probably going to get mad because they like him, but I'm not pulling punches. I like Elon. I like DeSantis, but that had negative charisma. Negative. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, look, I, I like DeSantis a lot. I think everything he was saying there was spot on. Every single word. I, but I'll be honest, I was I was literally bored to tears. I mean, it's remarkable <laughs> to me that someone who said so many things that were so true that would have gotten a standing ovation from any group of conservatives who are outside of the establishment where they just delivered with a little bit more energy could be so boring when addressed in such a, a plain, monotone way. Yeah. I think that you're right. He needs media training. Again, I'm not trying to be harsh on the guy. There's a, there's a lot about DeSantis, which is really, really great. He has to fix this. He I, has to fix guys, this. Guys, I really don't want to play this video for you. Because it's just, I don't think Ron DeSantis has the, has the personality for, for being president. But for the sake of just letting you guys watch it for yourselves, this is Ron DeSantis's tweeted out official announcement video. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. The music's bad. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something shockingly offensive to all DeSantis's fans. Oh boy. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Joe Biden's got better presence and presentation than Ron DeSantis does. Now, now hold on there a minute before you freak out. Joe Biden does have a mental affliction, yeah, which gives Joe Biden the major. Makes it life. entertaining. Yeah, it makes when, it entertaining. When, when Biden says bad calf care, tune in on a shot of pressure. Okay, like we get it. That's incomprehensible, mumbled garbage. But at the very least, let me let me let me play a little bit for you. Sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth 
must be our foundation. Now imagine how Joe Biden would deliver that. Yeah. We got to bring some in, some some integrity. Some, integrity, man. some truth. Come on, man. Walking I, around, is, staring I, off in the corner. I think I mentioned this before the show, but I think DeSantis needs to be able to announce that he's running for president with at least the same amount of energy that Joe Biden announced he had hairy legs with. Right? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we we need some actual spirit behind these statements. Again, I got hairy legs. I, I got hairy legs. Like he meant it. He, I was like, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you, Joe. <laughs> they're they're weird, very hairy. Super weird. You're very creepy, but I do believe your legs are hairy. Okay. You, there's some level of enthusiasm you need and part of the reason that this is so difficult for people is because DeSantis and Trump even though they're rivals they've been associated with each other right. in many ways right the, the establishment has smeared DeSantis in somewhat similar ways to the ways they smeared Trump uh, before they started running against each other their bases were similar but the thing you got to remember is Trump was an outsider. DeSantis is a politician, even though he's not in line with the establishment on many of the things that they want him to be in line with them on. Uh, he's still a politician, and he does kind. He, I mean, he has that boring political way of speaking. And I, I would go as far as to say it's actually worse for him than it is a lot of other uh, politicians. So part of it is we have this expectation sent by Trump that we should have a leader who's really going to be charismatic right. and energetic. And also the fact that DeSantis is like, even more boring than most other politicians are when he speaks, even though I like what the guy does, even though he's he's very much impressed me. I mean, one of, one of the things he said earlier on. Uh, quite a long time ago is that he didn't want to be in a political foxhole with anyone who wasn't pro-life. I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think that is fantastic. There's a lot Here's, he does that's phenomenal. But man, you gotta you gotta tune the energy up, man. Well, well turn the energy up. So I have his quote. It's he said, but we know our country is going in the wrong direction. We see it with our own eyes and we feel it in our bones. I am running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback. If you were to imagine Joe Biden saying that, he'd say something like, "But we know." Our country's going in the wrong direction. We see their own eyes. Come on, man. We feel it in our bones. Granted, he'd probably say, we feel it in our bigums. Yeah, he would, he would say like, something I don't know wrong. what that word is, yeah. but, but there's like, I'm not trying to say that Joe Biden conveys ideas properly. No. But the emotions in those ideas. He's been doing a lot longer. He has a lot of big He's feelings. Yeah, good old well, Joe. I'm just, I mean, running big events. I mean, we, we run some of the biggest events at Turning Point. And shout out, we have uh, we just announced that Trump's going to be speaking at our big action conference uh, on July 15th and 16th at West Palm Beach. But... Uh, right before this, but doing this, I think what was the weird part about this whole announcement is you have to warm up the speaker. They should have treated this whole thing like it was he was going on stage. I mean, they had a video of him yeah. going on a big stage. It's him in front of a flag without cheering, all of the back. It, none of it felt like there was a big crowd there. So he, they're put, they're showing this video of him like solo in front of a flag, and they're on Twitter Spaces, and he came in cold after a technical difficulty. Why did they have a whole program where it was like? Warm up speakers, get the crowd hyped, yeah. like add to the like that, the way like they, they should have built the thing up to I, be hundreds of thousands of followers. I would and then, bet and jump. anything that that exact video would have been fine if they didn't use pensive staccato violins. Yes. If they'd have had better music that actually had some impact. I'm telling you, I am telling you. I think the visual of him uh, just like alone though. I like, guarantee that music was pensive. That that made people feel anxiety. It didn't feel epic. Seriously, that kind <laughs> of that kind of picking. Absolutely. No, no, no. Look, look. I think the music is fine, but not with this presentation. I think the presentation could work if it had better music. You get this really intense boom, ring, ding, ding, and he's going. We've got to have truth in our nation. It's like they do not go together. Let me let me point out this one piece here. 
you're not able to see him on this Twitter space, right? Which I think is so stupid. I mean, this isn't, yep. what is this? This isn't like the early 20th century. You can't see the guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is basically like radio. He's basically an yeah. FDR. You know, he could, he, 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 he couldn't walk. Maybe he couldn't walk. Maybe he, maybe he didn't have functioning legs. We wouldn't know with him. He's using this medium that nobody can see him with a video. They should have built this whole thing where it was like his whole production. They've had months and months and months and months to, where it's like he's in a room with a lot of people. Why can't you why can't you do this whole thing in a room with a lot of people? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's a good point. I think you were absolutely spot on when you said there should have been an audience there. He should have been on stage. There should have been people cheering for him, a warm-up act. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually but this this is sort of what I'm saying, right? It's it's remarkable to me when something with so much money and power behind it is done so poorly. I mean, these are really basic things. You don't have to be an expert political analyst to know that those things would have helped him and not just that they would have helped him but that they're kind of bare necessities i just i would have thought they would have at least had some kind of general media training and and what gets me is that was their finished product mm -hmm. that was them saying we, we we got it we get it we got it we're good we're good ron that was actually, high five yeah, yeah. like when, when, when we watch these biden yeah. videos and they're jump cutting like crazy because you know the dude is completely incomp yeah. incapable yeah. of speaking at this point you watch that and I'm just thinking to myself, it's the best thing they wrapped. Yeah. They went to the edit and said, guys, this is it. Yep. They could have called them back in and said, hey, Ron, we really need to have a coach here who's going to tell you how to say these lines. So like, for instance, when I'm doing, uh, Seamus will ask me to read some lines for Freedom mm -hmm. Tunes. He's got to be here to tell me how to do the lines because yeah. it might say something like, oh boy, I'm going to go buy an ice cream cone. And then I say, oh boy, I'm going to buy an ice cream cone. And then Seamus will be like, no, say, oh boy. I'm going to go buy an ice cream cone. Like, you got to say it's yeah. short here. Like, you yeah. need direction. When, he, yeah. he didn't have it. When we're, like, when I'm when I'm recording, like, we're doing a record or whatever, there's three things that the, the producer's going to tell me. He's going to tell me either my timing's bad, he's going to tell me my notes are bad, or he's going to tell me I don't believe it. you got to yeah. believe it. Gotta you believe. have to be performing. If you're up there and you're talking to a crowd, you need the crowd to believe what you're saying. They, they need to believe that you believe it. That's the first thing. And this, you have to believe it. You have to tell them that 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 you believe it. And this, this is why Trump basically <coughs> always crushes, right? Because he always, yes. always sells that he yep. believes it. This is why he can get away with going on television and saying something completely different than he said a few days ago about a particular person. Because he when believes he says it, both it times. he believes it exactly, well, exactly. He, He's I'll, really he, in he, it. People likely he shows up and just starts talking. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's a weird element to that that people like. They've liked since day one, and that's what lit a fire under people to be like, oh, you know what? I don't like Ted Cruz anymore. I like Donald Trump. That's yep. what happened in sixteen. So the, the the Trump camp released a video exactly at the moment I guess the Twitter space crashed. Yeah. And this is oh. so I want I want you I want to play this guys for you uh, play this for you guys. This uh, contrasts the Trump campaign with the DeSantis campaign at the same time that he was launching. The Washington established politicians like to talk about how they can be just like Donald Trump. The truth There's only one Donald Trump. Only one who gave us the largest tax cuts in history, who gave vets the health care they deserve, and stood up to China and protected your job. Only one who kept us out of endless wars while destroying our terrorist enemies. Only one who fundamentally changed the Supreme Court, was called the most pro-life president in history, and relentlessly protected our Second Amendment uh, rights and our borders. Yeah, well, Why would we ever settle for Trump imposters? Make America great again. 
when there's only one, starting day one, who can make America great again. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Look how, like, very epic this video is. Not, this is not an announcement. When Trump made his announcement earlier, it was a lot lower energy, but yeah. still better than DeSantis. Now, I'd like to play for you a DeSantis War Room clip released uh, just about 45 minutes ago. And uh, here, here, it, here it is. One second, First, if you remember that, that the music honest. that Trump uh, did. Can we, can we, I'm sorry. Uh, the music well, that Trump had. We need an honest reckoning about what happened during COVID. I'm, I'm and so the only honest this. reckoning is that all of those agencies, all of the elites, the public health establishment, they failed. They instituted bad policies. Okay, I, I can't play anymore. Why is Elon Musk in this? So, yeah. What is this video? It's the weirdest. Uh, this is the weirdest war room post I've ever seen of anyone's war room in the history of war rooms. This is crazy. I, I'm just, I'm, 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 when that space happened and I got my phone open and I'm sitting in my living room and I'm like, all right, let's hear it. I just went, no, they're disconnected. Are you kidding me? Barack Obama. So a lot of people, uh, I see one super chat, you know, people are saying like, well, what about the policies? The policies? We know the policies are good. We've repeatedly said run to say exactly. great policies. That's why we want. But, but did Barack Obama get elected on policy? Yeah. Did yeah. Donald Trump get elected on policy? Sort of. Donald Trump gets elected by being authentic, by going on stage. And when the when Megyn Kelly tries calling him out, saying you call women fat pigs, did he go? Well, no, I, I, you're mistaken. He went only Rosie O'Donnell, and everyone started busting out laughing. He didn't. He didn't deflect. He didn't say, well, that's not true. That's out of context. He didn't try lying. He just owned it. Yeah. He owned that. They were in a smear. It was like, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. She's like, wow. <laughs> it is impressive to see the media take a swing at the king and miss. Yeah. With this, oh, man. Well, then that's the thing. Well, no, I, I just want to say everyone's going, oh, but his policies are good. His policies are good. We know. That's why this critique is important because we're <laughs> saying we want the policies that he's going to promote in this country to flourish. And in order for them to be able to do so, he has to be elected, right? And <laughs> whether he's uh, elected in the primaries or whether he runs for president later on, whether it's it's the 2024 cycle or 2028, this guy has to do something about his presence. Barack Obama be blew up kids and got reelected. Yes. Mm. So when you come and you're like, but the policies, I'm like, no, no I know the policies are great. We can praise them all day and night. Yep. I can say it over at best governor, best policies, fighting ESG, fighting the wokeness. Man, I mm -hmm. love that stuff. And then he goes up on stage to speak in front of a bunch of Americans who don't pay attention to politics, who don't know anything about policy. And he goes, I think truth is, it matters in this country. And they're like, who is it? It's boring. Exactly. It's boring. Barack Obama was a celebrity. He got yes. elected because he was charming. Look at Trudeau. They said Trudeau got elected because women found him attractive. Yep. Yep. Or I should, I'm sorry, I should say women voted for him. Many said they voted for him because he was attractive. He was dreamy or something. Yep. He did that, uh, that yoga handstand on the desk and he's a surfer. And they're like, oh, wow. People don't look to leaders based on doing deep analytical research on their policy positions. They vote for them if they have charisma. Exactly. And, and, and by the way, I think it's a good thing. All the elections today are decided by low propensity swing voters and swing districts and yes. swing states. Yep. So it, it, when you when you break want to break this down, Republicans are going to vote for Republicans, Democrats are going to vote for Democrats, and you have this fragment that exists of people who really don't want to vote, and the Democrats are chasing down those voters and those ballots better than we are. So it's like who's going to hype up? 
their people more and give people more energy to go actually chase down those ballots and, and build that. And what, exactly. And so you might be sitting there saying like, well, I vote based on policy. Yes. No, me too. That's what you should vote, vote based on. Guess what? That's not why most people we'll vote. So we got to figure out what makes most people vote and Riz. what makes somebody win. And then if you want DeSantis to Riz. win, if we want DeSantis to win, we got to find a way for him to cultivate those things if those policies really matter all that much to you. It's charisma. If, yep. if you have so, charisma, you can, you'll be able to convince voters. You can convince voters without a message. That's yeah. what hope yep. and change was. Yeah. That's what make America great is. It's an, yeah. it's an empty shell that people can fill with whatever they believe is important. You can take this message and then you get to go ahead and put your values into it. And that's, so really all you need is Riz. All you need is charisma. Yeah. All you need to do is be able to convince people. Someone said uh, on Twitter, we lost Tina Turner and Ron DeSantis on the same night. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, they come in threes. Yeah. I'm just I'm just surprised that when you look at Barack Obama, how he ended up winning, how Democrats often win, right? They got to be charming. They got to be charismatic. Bill Clinton, you've got to come out there and you've got to speak with passion. Yeah. Joe Biden is good at faking the passion hmm. and and using his, his, his dead son as a political tool to earn, to earn sympathy. I mean, this guy is as evil as they come. DeSantis seems like a good guy, but nobody went to him and said, we're going to get you some, some training. Nobody, nobody said, Hey, we, that was a little dry. Can we try it again? Mm -hmm. He had nobody sitting there being like, when you say freedom, say freedom. Yeah. Don't say freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Well, what concerns me more is that nobody was on his campaign. And I know some of the people that run his campaign, great people, but nobody was on this campaign that went, Hey, maybe we should really turn this into an entire, like a, a really well-planned event, like as if it were live. Like we shouldn't build this thing out to make it seem like it's much bigger than just the Twitter space because we can make it seem like everyone's listening on Twitter, but that it's a bigger thing that they're not there a part of. And now they're part of something that's bigger. That would have been a bigger, grander plan. I, I mean, that, it just, it just goes to show that the energy is not there with Ron DeSantis, but the energy is not there with his campaign and the people are surrounding him that are figuring out what actually works with, with the MAGA base that they have to try to court, which they're not doing at all. That's how you have to win. You have to pull away some votes from Trump. So you've got DeSantis basically saying what Trump is saying. In no way saying, the, the only thing he's offered as to why he's better than Trump is that he doesn't think Trump can win. It's like, okay, if that's your attitude, then people are going to be like, okay, I'll take either one. You're, right. you're not making the argument for vote for me because I'll win. You're making the argument of, Either way, it doesn't matter. Mm. Yep. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. If, if he's like, well, I think I'll win. It's like, okay, your policies are the same. All right, see you in November. Well, and that's I, also not I a Trump mistake. Yeah. That, that This is a mistake the Republicans have made in the past. We saw this with the lack of a red wave during the midterms. The entire Republican narrative was red wave, red wave, red yeah. wave. There's going to be a red wave. And so there wasn't any actual unified messaging about anything else. <laughs> and they just assumed that they were going to step in there and claim all these victories. I think DeSantis is probably making the same assumption based on his behavior. He's thinking, I'll just step into the ring against Trump and I'll win because I'm more electable. Well, dude, you got to work up to that. You can't just make that assumption. Milo was right when he came on the show and he said that Ron DeSantis had the uh, charisma of something off-putting. 
Like when you reach for something and accidentally touch something <laughs> moist, like a wet sponge. It's like, I don't know if I would go that far. I just, he really bored me. He was saying things that I completely agree with. I should have been well, cheering for that the, speech and I was yawning. But, but Honestly, that's, what, the, that's what he's been told to do though, yeah. right? I mean, they're like, we, we need to win female voters back. We, went, we need to win moms back. Well, guess what, guys? In a primary, if it comes down to men vote for Trump and women vote for DeSantis, D Trump's going to kill DeSantis because he, more men are going to show up for the primary. Or not, not only that, but a lot of a lot of the women who are voting are not going to just be for DeSantis because DeSantis is calm. If they're primary voters, it could be a coin toss. Yes. But then guys are more likely going to be attracted to the gruff, aggressive attitude. Alpha male. But it could be yeah. a coin. If, if, if all, all DeSantis is rolling, is rolling for is maybe people would prefer my attitude more. And I said it before, right? If we had someone as good as Trump, but with a better demeanor, it'd be great. But Ron DeSantis doesn't have the leadership charisma to win. Now, if he wins the primary, he's got my vote, no question. Yeah, of course. I think his policy is fantastic. Of course. His, his policies are only mediocre, because in my opinion, if mm. you look at Trump's announcement, the ones that we went over the other night, I have significantly yeah. more uh, stronger preference for the stuff that Trump was talking about yeah. than DeSantis. DeSantis gave the standard Republican... Mm stuff i mean it was as as boilerplate boring everyday republican as it can get and that's i think that's because he's trying to say look i'm not as extreme as donald trump even though he's going to say he's going to try to attack trump from the right apparently is that that's the that's the the goal i guess but it's even still if you look at trump's yeah. the the list that trump gave the other day that we were going over compared to desantis i think that trump is actually offering better has a better grasp on the things that I'm interested in, like really tearing up the bureaucracy. Well, well I, I was at whether or not he actually will do it. I don't know. But. I, I was at Mar-a-Lago for Trump's announcement, and I remember everybody going, "Wow, he came in really soft. Hmm. He was so soft. He was like so." I don't know if you remember. He was, or if you, you guys talked. Oh, he just talked in a really low voice and went into it. That's because Trump needs to be more soft. Ron DeSantis needs to be more alpha male to sell himself. And he didn't really produce that tonight. Yeah. So you made an interesting point, Phil, about the fact that DeSantis is going to try to attack Trump from the right. And this is what always happens during primary seasons, right? Yeah. When Republicans primary, they try to be as far to the right as possible so that they can appeal to the hardline conservative base. And then when people on the left are running in the primaries, they're as far left as possible. And then when whoever is selected is in the national election, I don't remember saying all those things or those things aren't relevant, whatever it is. But with DeSantis, part of what's really a massive weakness for him is the thing that he was best on. The thing that the American people were most impressed with him about was his response to COVID. Now, unfortunately, it is the case that while at the time... The things DeSantis was saying were completely unorthodox. The establishment entirely rejected them. Most Republicans would not want to associate with you if you were saying those things because the political science has changed, to quote DeSantis. These are perspectives that you're allowed to have. So that takes a lot of DeSantis's edge away, unfortunately, even though he was on the right side of this virtually the entire time, mm -hmm. because the status quo has changed, he doesn't seem like an outsider anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and that and that's what happened to Cruz, right? Was Cruz was the outsider in 2016. Cruz was the outside guy. Everyone was like, "Oh, I want to vote for Ted Cruz." Uh, I'm a, uh, it's a little bit naughty, you know, with all this, with because the establishment was going to attack every single person that supported Cruz. Cruz had this massive following. He had, I think, he had the most like small Didn't he win donations. The first state? Yeah, he won Iowa. Yeah. It ended up just being barely, but 
he he had all the the most small dollar donations and then all of a sudden it just imploded because all these establishment guys dropped out dropped out dropped out started supporting crews well guess what if establishment guys are dropping out and all these consultants and all these different states are trying to get contracts they're not going to to Donald Trump for the most part. They're yeah. gonna be going to Ron DeSantis's group. Mm. And he's gonna have a plan to have to deflect these people. And there's no plan. The uh last year I was saying that uh, I was I was leaning towards DeSantis. I was ready, you know, I'm I've never been a big Trump guy. Trump wouldn't stop talking about me, me, me and talking about what was taken from him. Yep. He needs to get back on that message of this is what they took from you. He needs to get back on the message of, you know, with your help, my election brought you a better economy, safer borders, better jobs, et cetera, an end to Middle, Middle East conflict. And then they took that all away from you yeah. when when Joe Biden became the president. That's his angle. After this launch from DeSantis, I I have just lost like because I'm like I'm like leaning towards Trump. Trump's got the guy who's going to go in and clean things up. But, you know, DeSantis is maybe at this point, I'm like 85 percent for Trump because um, it just the 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 inauthenticity of it yeah the the twitter space was scripted his speeches they're scripted donald trump is a guy who just gets up there and starts talking and then they go oh no oh no he's going off the prompter again he's 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 he's, he's ad-libbing and he's funny yeah. trump trump is funny he's he's personable and uh he's got some he's look he, he's certainly crass and crude and can be very insulting to people who are mean to him but what i'm what i'm trying to say is when he gets up there and talks he talks from the heart and he just goes for it. DeSantis gets up there and he reads from his piece of paper in a very stiff and robotic way. And yeah. then says, thank you. And then walks away. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know if you mean it. Like you were saying about singing, got to believe it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. I mean, every single politician. In 2016, I was chairman of Maricopa County, of the Republican Party of Maricopa County. We hosted Trump for the what became the first Trump rally. And I got a chance to meet every single candidate that ran back in 2016. And we remember we had like 16 of them or something. I can't remember what it was, 15, 16. And every single person that you meet typically in politics is, is totally in, inauthentic. They suck. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, even like Ted Cruz, like he wouldn't even talk to people. He sit in the back of his, of his car that we with a driver playing Plants vs. Zombies the entire time. And it's like Donald Trump, when you meet him, he like shakes your hand and he's like, I like your tie. I like how you're doing that. Tell me about your life. Let me see your kid. Let me hold your kid. Let me, yo, know, is this your grandma? Oh, she's so sweet. She has softer hands than you. Like <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yep. And like, you like the guy immediately. And there's nobody within politics thus far that I've ever met that's that authentic that actually cares about you. Anybody who went to a Trump rally saw it. When the rally ends, he walks up to the barricade and starts just hanging out with people. And, and I was like, how does this guy have the energy for this? Yeah, it's well, and that's the thing about Donald Trump, right? He really is a once in a lifetime kind of political leader. There's nobody 
who I'm aware of in American political history who's even remotely like him. He's very unique, for better or for worse. Some people don't like that. I like that a lot. And there's not going to be another guy it. like him who comes along. No, you're right. That but people, people can, can learn, learn from, from it. this. It's like, guys, like learn from it. And that's what I would also say is if you're heavily invested in DeSantis and your position is DeSantis is way better than Trump and you believe that, okay, then you should want DeSantis right. to learn some of that charisma so that he has a fighting chance. Yeah. But but don't sit Man. around and act like there's not a problem when there is one. There is a charisma problem with DeSantis. I like him. You can't pretend that's not true. Is bad. It will do no one but, any favors to pretend that's not the case. But it's, it's like the Democrats who are trying to pretend that Joe Biden didn't have dementia when he was running in the primaries. Like, you can't not acknowledge this because this is going to get him torn to shreds on the national stage. So I think Trump, I've said this to people before, I think Trump is like Reagan on steroids. What people liked about Reagan mm. was that he would get up, he'd make jokes, and people were like, oh, he kind of reminds me of like my friend or my grandpa yes. or my uncle like that makes jokes all the time at Thanksgiving. And like, I like that about him. And like Trump is like, like Reagan on steroids when it comes to that. But it's, why don't people, I, I don't understand like how somebody's running for president and it's like, you don't learn from at least pieces of that, elements of that. Studying from any other president in history? Yeah, just like like the successful ones that are like, that, Flor that do well. Florida's never had a president, have they? I was uh, reading something that said Florida hasn't sent, has never sent a uh, nope. president. I changed my mind then. They're overdue. Now, uh, <laughs> they are due. But are they the generals or are they the globetrotters? Man, it's just it just bums me out to see such a lost opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it's it's you know, first impressions can be everything and probably in a political in a political campaign your announcement speech needs to hit heavy. Heavy. Mm -hmm. And this was a was a I, I mean, first of all, like you were saying it's just there's no video. What is it like radio? It's like the advent of radio. It's like Do FDR. You, yeah, I mean, they, look, they really did not think this through. Yeah, there's plenty of time. There is plenty of time. He could turn these things around. That's also why constructive criticism is valid and important. Like I said, if you really like DeSantis, you should really be willing to hear these criticisms. And the people at his campaign should, too, because I think this is what the guy needs. I don't, I don't think I really they are. Think I don't think is. they are. When I tweeted innocuously like about Jazz Jennings because they're living in Florida and I said, where's DeSantis? His press people started attacking me on Twitter, calling mm. me a grifter. Mm. They're so out of the... They're, they're, they, 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 I, I can't believe how bad how bad this is. I, no, I'm sorry. I can believe it. It's just somebody's telling him like, here are great policies. Here's what the people want. He's like, great. And then he goes on stage and just goes, mm -hmm. and then his press people are like, no one better insult Ron DeSantis. Okay. Well, if your immediate reaction to any light criticism is to start insulting those, you may as well just be a Democrat. You may as well join the left because your candidate's never going to improve and you may as well just be a cult. You made an interesting point about charisma. You said it makes you feel like that person is your friend. I was thinking the exact same thing a little bit earlier. People don't realize this. You know, having that charismatic power is something that a person might see as a thing that a politician needs and therefore a politician's trade and something that actually sets you apart from ordinary people. But it's the exact opposite. When someone isn't charismatic, they come off like any other politician. And people aren't as patient Fake. and they're not as interested in hearing what they say because it comes off like you said as fake just comes off as uh, you know he this guy's reading off of a script no i'm not doubting desantis's sincerity i think he believes everything he read there i'll say it again i like desantis but he really has to work some energy up he really needs to get some coaching on how no, to be more charismatic nobody in this room needs a script to explain their position on the border on crime mm -hmm. on war and yeah. on woke ideology yeah no script mm -hmm. and in fact if you were to go up to anybody in this room in, in the public and say Give me your thoughts on modern politics and tell me how you feel. 
it might start soft and then it'll slowly escalate as we get more impassioned yeah. and, and, and it pulls up that anger of the things we're frustrated with, the things we want. The average Trump voter could do a better job. The average, in my opinion, you take a random Trump voter, put them on stage with the microphone and say, rally the people and tell, t- tell them why you're mad. And, the, and it's going to be some middle-aged, you know, factory workers and say, I lost my job when they opened up those borders and they bring in non-citizens to reap the benefits of my labor and then put me out of work. And the crowd goes, yeah. wow, that's screaming. Ron goes, our borders are open right. and we shouldn't allow. Oh, man. Well, I, I don't think it's a lack of sincerity. I think that there are just some people who are more monotone. Their temperament is such that when they say things, it's less exciting mm-hmm. and interesting. Again, I think that's something you can work on. I think that's something that could genuinely improve. Let's, well, let's, let's, and, and by the way, room for improvement is not just a euphemism for you're bad at this. It means you actually could become better. I think DeSantis could become better at this. You brought up a really interesting point. Which kind of overtures with what we were talking about, which is this should have been programmatic. There should have been someone warming the the stage up. They should have built this thing to like a million concurrent, you know, listeners or whatever. Yep. They should have set a goal, like a bar, like, hey, we're not going to send. They them shouldn't out. have announced it. They should. They should have announced it. They should have just got this thing like organically. Everybody get on Twitter right now. But look, you said something that's really interesting. Donald Trump has done since day one our very first rally, which turned into what was the first Trump rally. He, his team, and I think this is Corey Lewandowski deserves a credit for this. Uh, they had invited angel moms, which were the moms it, it, for everyone that's a listener. Everyone here knows this the moms who had a child die at the hands of an illegal immigrant. And that happened in Arizona. This was the first rally was on illegal immigration, but he had invited those people. So before he got up, they had like, they had done exactly what you said. Yep. They appealed to the audience and they're like, oh, wow, I've never seen a politician do this before. So by the time they got up, like everybody was like in the room like he did, like they could have done that. Like, again, lessons learned from they could have said nothing, posted no videos. They should have done it on uh, maybe Joe Rogan, if Rogan would have him, but like a big show. And it should have been on a on a platform that can handle it. And then what happens is one hour before the announcement, they tweet out Ron DeSantis could tweet. I am joining whatever show to discuss, you know, uh, to uh, discuss a, a big change in my life, tune in. You'll get a mix of people saying, is this going to be an announcement? Is he, what's going on? It's got to be the announcement. Two million, three million people would be watching. Totally. And then you would say, you guessed right. I am announcing I'm running. Here's why. That could have at least made up for some of the charisma gap. Yeah. Instead, they did this wonky, poorly planned thing. And I mean poorly planned in the sense that they announced in advance or it was leaked in advance. Then they put up a video so it told all the wind out of their sails. A bunch of people probably said, okay, I don't need to watch it. Thanks. I already know. He already announced. Yeah. Then they had the problems on the stream itself. It's You know what I think? I think they're sitting in their planning room and someone goes, what if we, we announced on Twitter with Elon? Oh, that's a really good idea. Let's do it. And Elon was like, sure, okay. And then they didn't. No planning. No planning, no tech, <laughs> no, no, uh, no like, program. You got to think about what happens before. You got to think about what happens during. You got to think about what happens after. When we do shows like this, let me tell you, my friends, we have, I believe, four different internet systems. I'm not going to say too much more than that for security reasons, but we have backups upon backups upon backups. Now, people have pointed out, they're like, Tim, your shows have had problems before in the past. Uh, yeah, technical issues do happen. We've had our backups fail. We've had weird technical glitches. No problem. We are not running for president. <laughs> yeah. No. It, and, and when you raise a hundred million dollars for this, this is the thing. Seriously, like, we don't need billions of dollars. We're we're doing a YouTube, we're doing an internet live stream show on YouTube. Well, there there are backups for this live stream show. And when I do finally formally announce my candidacy for president of the United States, we're going to make sure the infrastructure is in place so that it doesn't cut out or crash. 
Someone someone said that he did take authenticity training. Let me let me double check that. Is that true? Someone said he should have gone on Alex Stein's show. He failed. He Seriously, failed. if he went on on Alex Stein or or Glenn Beck, <laughs> it would have been way bigger. I, I mean, my my biggest takeaway from this whole thing is exactly I think what the natural, which is like, how is Ron DeSantis going to be able to hold up throughout this race with Donald Trump? And he's just going to, and what's, what's so sad about this, which I think really the undertones of everything is, is that I think everybody wants Ron DeSantis to succeed. Yep. I think, I think everybody wants Ron DeSantis no. to be around in 2028 and 2032 and, and to learn from it and to, and to pull from the base and listen to the base and listen to the grassroots. But what everything that's, that this is looking like is that it's the opposite. No, I, I don't care who it is. I want the person that's going to go into the government and harm the bureaucracy as much as possible. I don't want someone that knows the ropes or whatever. I don't care what they know. I want them to know that they're cutting bureaucracy, that they're getting. I wanted to get rid of cabinet level bureaucracies, cut them, get rid of the entire Department of Education, like like make real substance, Mm -hmm. substantial cuts. And if DeSantis is going to be like, well, we'll go in and we'll go ahead and we'll change some people around. No, not good enough for me. I want cuts. I I want serious hacking with a machete to the federal government. But I don't I don't know that uh, Ron, that Donald Trump will do that either necessarily. But I do think he'll get revenge on the bureaucrats. So I I don't, I don't know what Rich Bear said, but I did find a tweet from David Marcus who said this is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to a presidential candidate. It's not close. Just hold a rally. Yeah, yeah man. All right. Well, let, let's move on. Or do this let's at move a rally. On. Like, yeah, just, seriously. Just, just could have done this could've at a done it on at, Rumble. Like, do a massive rally. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like Trump. Here's here's the reality. If they did it on Rumble, I think it would have been a lot bigger, but probably still would have crashed. I'm not trying to be mean. We use Rumble infrastructure, but it, this is a heavy undertaking. If they just did it on a YouTube show, they would have been the official social media yeah. launch yeah. instead. But let's uh, let's jump to the story from the Daily the Daily Beast and uh, get a little bit more positive, I guess. <laughs> Target <laughs> removes Pride merch after right wing media throws hissy fit. Hissy fit, they call it. So uh, Target's being boycotted. They announced they're going to be removing their, uh, their a lot of their Pride section, hiding a lot of it. But the CEO then says, don't worry, we're going to keep our commitment up. What they're basically saying is regular people have come in and expressed disdain. So they need to hide these products. Hmm. But publicly into the world, they're going to make sure everybody knows they're still doing it. Now, this is hilarious. Gavin Newsom tweeted, this isn't just a couple stores in the South. There is a systematic attack on the gay community happening across the country. Wake up, America. This doesn't stop here. You're black. You're Asian. You're Jewish. You're a woman. You're next. So I would just like for everyone to consider very briefly what Gavin Newsom just said, that Target will remove all of their women's clothing because <laughs> they because they're patriarchal or something. Well, also, women can no, you can't shop in your Target is only for men now. Well, yeah. Tim, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, there's nothing that people who don't want sexual perversion forced under their children hate more than Asians. Did the Daily Beast? Did the Daily Beast have consider it freaking out when uh, when you had to go to the Supreme Court? To decide if a man could say no, I don't want to endorse your your marriage. Of course, the Daily Beast didn't what, freak out over that. But this is it. This that, is what Gavin. Everything, dude. Was that freaking out? Like they say, they say fit? Republicans are freaking out. Like they hissy took fit. the guy it's to the fit. Supreme Court. That's was that was that a hissy fit? Well, hold on. If Give it's a, a break. if it's a hissy fit, if it's a hissy fit, uh, 
then is it not also a hissy fit to say, oh, you don't want sexual perversion forced on your child? You must hate Asians and black people. You must hate minorities. Like, what the are you talking about? The what on earth are you talking about, The hissy Gavin? fit was a couple weeks ago in Nashville when a trans person went and killed a bunch of Christians. Yeah. Right? That's the hissy fit. Give me a goddamn break. No, it was a hissy fit when they were burning down Minneapolis, remember? And store owners were like, oh my gosh, I'm, how am I ever going to rebuild? And they were calling that a hissy fit, too. It's, so. yeah, yeah. Infuri this is, this is, it's infuriating. This is all a big you know, charade of, of calling, you know, calling us out hmm. for when we get upset. But the reality is this, is that they've learned from the Bud Light thing. So No, I think, I think something happened. They said there were confrontations. I think regular parents that we, we don't know these stories. I don't think there's videos. I think yeah. regular people walked in and saw the weird sexualized stuff for kids and said, hey, uh, what are you doing? I'm not bringing my kids here. <laughs> yeah. And so the left keeps trying to argue that none of this is inherently sexual when quite literally LGBT is a reference to a person's sexual proclivities. Mm. Yeah. Literally. So literally. when they put that in a display with children's clothing on it, expressing these ideas, if, if imagine if they had a bondage section for, for kids. Mm -hmm. Not, not. I'm saying they're, they're identical. These things, right? Some, someone. Both are perversions. Like, both are sick perversions. Well, I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that. You can say that. What I'm saying is, there's a difference. But they're both sexual, sexually themed things that, in and of themselves, don't directly show sex. What I mean to say is, mm -hmm. telling someone that someone is gay, they, they're going to ask a question. Okay, well then, what does that mean? It's like, okay, well, now we're going to get into the birds and the bees. Sure. Showing someone bondage gear, you say, this is just chains and, and silly clothing. But what is it for? Okay, now we're going to talk about the birds and the bees. Actually, we're talking about kink. So in some ways, a lot worse. Wait, wait. Imagine if they put, put items on display which were intended for use in a sexual context. Mm -hmm. That You know what I mean? Like The parents would be like, no, that's what the left is trying to lie about. They're saying yes. it's not inherently sexual. Then when parents... Like, We've seen the videos from Pride where the guy's wearing the Bugs Bunny mask and jumping around yeah. naked. Like, come on, man. Well, here's the thing. If it wasn't inherently sexual, they wouldn't be so obsessed with trying to force it onto children and they wouldn't lose their minds when adults push back against it because the thing they claim is being attacked is their sexuality. Yeah. So here's what I think if happens. If this wasn't sexual, it wouldn't be the hill they were dying on. Here's what I think happens. I think regular people walk into Target, see it and go, kids, no, we're leaving. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, here, here's, mm -hmm. what, here's what really, I was thinking about this today, about the whole thing. Remember the days when we just got upset that they were putting Christmas stuff out, like, right after Halloween? <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what is LGBTQ month. Apparently, it's June, so this is why it's out. It's coming up. Mark but, calendar. But, guys, it's not even June. So they're doing the, they're doing the same <laughs> no, old... Right. It's like... The, well, June I, is actually American Greatness Month. Yeah, it's actually the month of the Sacred Heart, uh, Sacred and then Heart July Heart. is MAGA Month. Yeah, MAGA Month. Right. Yeah, but well, this—I mean, this is what's so crazy. It's like you're seeing this, and I, I think I think it's mind blowing to me that people who can't have kids, you know, want to exploit all of the LGBTQ community to kids. It, like it's, it doesn't even make sense to me. It's I, bizarre. I, I think the they crossed the line. I think these corporations, satanic. they've reached the point where regular people are just saying, we are not accepting of this. We don't care if you're privately in your own home. We don't care if you want to live your life and be happy. But you started putting on prominent display in front of our children. You started having people do sexual things in the streets at these at these pride parades, which they do. You had, uh, in, I think it was in Florida, they said you can't have grooming, you can't have adult shows for children. So one town canceled their pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> what were they intending to show kids at these yeah. pride parades? But, but why Same. are they so obsessed with kids? 
I mean, a lot of a Grooming. lot. I mean, yeah. they're, they're just saying the, Stati- they're saying the quiet part very loud lately. Exactly, is what's happening. Just, they didn't have no interest in like there's a whole this play of like, oh, we're just trying to open up the eyes of children that we don't want to have. Like the vast majority of any gay couple that exists doesn't have kids. They have no interest at all. And so this isn't a lifestyle. This isn't a simple lifestyle conversation. This is literal straight up perversion. Just yep. trying to take advantage but of. But the, but, but the main point here know. that I want to make sure we're on is the, the victory of the boycotts. Yeah. yeah. That Bud Light is reeling and they're not getting these sales back. Bud, Guy was, Bud Light was trending today to an absurd degree. Yep. I mean, it was, it was a hundreds of thousands of tweets over Bud Light. And their stock has dropped again. Yeah. The stock for Bud Light is now lower than when it started this year. So there was a period where I was like, yeah, it'll go down, but it'll probably go up because all stocks typically climb. But the, the backlash is getting worse for mm-hmm. Bud Light. Yep. Now you've got North Face doing something similar, but they've been doing this for a while. The fact that North Face is on their, I think it's their second year doing this drag promotion. And now people are getting angry. And I'm like, I think the camel's back broke. I think regular people for a long time said, we'll tolerate it, but we don't like right. it. And then one day they walked their kids into a Target and saw this stuff and got angry. Yeah. And they said, that's it. No, none of it. None of it at all. Yeah. Well, somebody was explaining the whole distribution thing to me, that part of the reason why they're seeing the, the spike now with Bud Light is that the distributors finally have... Ha, they, it's a wave. Yeah, they've, or, they, they've got the max. It's just all sitting there. And they're like, no more, finally. <clears throat> so it's a lagging effect here. That's right. going to fir- get worse. The first thing that happens is that consumers stop buying and then distributors don't reorder. But... If some of the beer expires, they may reorder. Yeah. Now they've got stacks of expired beer. Bud Light's offered to buy it back. Yep. They said they will buy back the expired beer from these distributors, which is crazy. Because why would the distributor buy new ones? Yeah, the distributor's like, I'm not, I'm not going to just have it sit and take up space. It'll go bad again. And I, yeah. I'm not going to get my money back. Yeah. So you can have it, but I ain't buying more. So it's a delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it makes it to the distributors who say we're not buying it. And then Bud Light sales get way bad. So Target, who knows? Maybe they won't put out Christmas stuff at after Halloween. Now. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult. Holiday stuff, sure. Some um, people have the no holiday choice. gear. Some, you know, when it comes to beer, you buy beer frequently if you drink beer, yeah. and there's not really strong brand loyalty. So it was the perfect boycott. Target, some places only have Target. If yeah. you you live in some suburbs, you have nowhere else to go. Target's your place. Yeah. If you can, however, avoid it, I recommend you avoid it. And you're breaking, you know, these habits of like my wife, you know, ends up in Target four times a week. And it's like, now you got to break that habit. So, you know, I got a geo tracker and I don't know, shut down the car or something. I mean, look, look, I don't, I don't care if (laughs) there are people, if there are people who say they have no choice and they have nowhere else to go, I'm, I, I'm not going to cry that they go to Target. It's not the same thing as Best Buy. So I think the fact that, uh, that Target's, uh, I'm sorry, as a Bud Light, I said Best Buy. I think the fact that they've already decided to start taking things down shows that they got impacted outside of any real conservative boycott. Hmm. I think regular people started complaining. Well, someone brought this up today, too. It was like, you know, the Target card, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of wives have a Target card. That's their credit card of choice. You know, just go with your wife and shut down the Target card. That's your first step. Mm. So to say, hey, we're going to shut down the Target card tonight. Shut, shut, Shut down the Target card. Target cart? The card. The card. Oh, the, the credit, credit card. card. Yeah. Target oh, card. yeah. Just get rid of it. Shut down your Target card. Get that done tonight. You can do that in two seconds. Just pay it off. Say, I'm going to pay it off. I'm going to get you a new credit card. It's going to be a beautiful credit card. What about Walmart? Are they woke? Are they woke? Uh, I'm not. So I think that the the founders of the heirs were Christian, but I have no idea if that if there's still, you know, somebody was uh, mentioning a good organization. I don't know. They found some stuff in Walmart. Too. I, I, there was some posts, but they were just kind of ducking and getting it off the shelves real quick. It was books, I think. 
Uh, hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, it's 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 also swampy these days. But, but Walmart's really good about like really blending with the with the local community. So I'm sure it's more liberal and more liberal communities and way more conservative. So they'll have like Christian books up front and like you know, I know in Utah, yeah, they have Mormon books up front. Like I, I bet my guess is it's probably a little bit more liberal, liberal communities. Target's just like they they push everything the same. No yeah, matter where you're at. interesting. So point. I uh I I just saw this. Uh, someone from the New York Times is reporting that when DeSantis was on with uh, Trey Gowdy, he finished it up uh, talking about the Federal Reserve, and that mm. he was talking about the Jerome Powell. And as part of his campaign, he intends to blame the Fed money printing for laying groundwork for inflation. Which is, I mean, that should be obvious, and any president that doesn't lay that out is suspect i mean I, I don't know that trump would he might sit there and continue to uh to boast about all the money printing which is a terrible idea in my opinion but i personally i find things that are you know criticism of the the current monetary policy compelling personally so dc drano hosted a live right now our, our twitter space and uh it's been going it's been going fifty thousand strong for like like i don't know a long time Wow. I don't know if it's like an hour. Hmm. 55,000 hasn't dropped at all. Cool. So, so let's get But as for Target, I mean, go to Walmart. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just less Connecticut. <laughs> Why are they in Connecticut? No, no, it's just it, Target. Like, Target is, to me, Target is what Walmart is. It's just like, but very, the Connecticut version. Connecticut's ah. nose in the air, kind of. Yeah. Southern Connecticut, although Tar the wealthy people. Well, well, let's jump to this story. We got more good news for everybody. Black Lives Matter teeters on the brink of insolvency after an $8.5 million loss in 2022. You know, they made something like, I think, $77 million in 2021 or something like that. So, so BLM's near insolvency? In three Dude, racism stock is going to be through the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, only raised $9.3 million in 2022, down from $77 million in 21 and $90 million in 2020. They're going to spend the next year. That is a massive collapse. They're going to spend the next year uh, advocating Donald Trump to get the... Uh to get the race the racism up they say uh, patrice color resigned as executive director in may 2021 if the public learned she spent 3.2 million on four separate homes on top of other lavish expenses prior to her resignation she was accused of funneling two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars to a company that belonged to the father of her child well uh, there's a bunch of nepotism going on in here but uh hey man look this is this is good news right people aren't donating anymore this is a lot moving into a 2024 election cycle if they had 90 million in 2020 and then two years later, they're down to they're down by ninety percent. That means the sentiment among regular people is not favorable for Black Lives Matter, and it means that many of these people may be waking up or may just be like, "We're out of this. We're not going to be involved." And corporate America, right? Because right. they got a lot from corporate America, which is really important in in this case. Is like the the flip around on this with corporate America is really important for the future of the country. And, and maybe, maybe there's some hope there. I, I don't have a lot of hope for corporate America, but maybe there's a little bit of hope. Things like ESG. So there was difficult. There's the spirit. If we pull this up on civics, you can see that around uh, in 2019, there was a flip. The majority of people now started to support Black Lives Matter after uh, mm -hmm. George Floyd died. It spiked at 52%. But now 43% oppose 41% support. And among independent voters, 45% oppose and it seems relatively stable, but it's spiked a great deal. And that's the riots. 
The I mean, rioting made independent voters say, you know what? I do not support this group, and, which and is really great news for the Republicans. How many people lied because they were afraid they'd be called racist for, for saying they don't support Black Lives Matter? Yep. Do you know the history of Black Lives Matter, where it came from? The, the Trayvon Martin. So, yeah, when it, it actually got its start with student government in Missouri. So when the whole thing happened in Missouri, way back. What thing in Missouri? Ferguson. Well, Ferguson. Oh, right. And there was a student government, a student body president. He was a young black man. Uh, they started a campaign basically using student government funds. It was just like, because they have slush funds at all these big universities. And that's where the, the name Black Lives Matter came from. Uh, it he started well up, before that. And he got picked up by... Yeah, black Lives he, Matter started uh, with Trayvon Martin protests in New York City, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. So the the Ferguson stuff was a couple of years later, but they but they basically turned it into like a a movement that they funded across all of the different universities, the, the student governments, and then that ended that kid in this White House with Barack Obama. His name was Peyton Head. When did Patrice get involved? This was later. So then they formalized that as an organization, mm-hmm. but it's still the 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 tiny legs that it had were funded essentially through student government, which was a really interesting tidbit which is a really important reason why you can't let these these universities just kind of run rampant with this thing yeah i remember in spring is that you warmer temps mean new albert styles meet the super light collection the lightest ever shoes from albert's now in fresh colors these must-have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever that means more comfort and less baggage Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. 20 roughly 2013 when i first heard it 2014 when i first heard it it was definitely trayvon martin at least that's what gave it legs on the national yeah, yeah it started july party. 2013 with the use of the hashtag black lives matter on social right. media after the acquittal of george zimmerman yeah because i remember i was down there in new york when yeah. i was covering those protests when all that went down and that was the uh that was the beginning and then there was some other guy who created something called black lives matter i think before all of them and they they like shut his just hijacked it all yeah they mm-hmm. stole it from him but uh, but they put the, but the, the money that years. got behind it was originally from just like they, they latched onto it, identified it, and said this is something, and mm-hmm. so they took a bunch of student government money, which is they were able to do across the country, landed at the White House, solidified it. I think for Democrats, they're like, oh, we can get votes from this. Mm-hmm. Totally, let's yeah. play that game. This says this says a lot about the current state of uh, of politics in this country, though. If BLM is officially not in anymore, they're not. People aren't donating. So that's it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna be moving into a new era. I think I'm fairly optimistic, especially with shows like this on the rise. With uh, I mean, look if Tucker Carlson goes um, independent, launching his own network or his own online channels, mm-hmm. the rise of Rumble, Elon Musk buying Twitter. I think it's all looking fairly positive. And yeah, they can't shut shut things down last minute on us. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's hope. Yep. No, I mean it's 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 an. In- <sighs> You have to be remarkably financially irresponsible to mess a grift like that up. You are the (laughs) face of give me money if you're against racism. Anyone in corporate America who wants to be seen as virtuously contributing to the anti-racist cause has to give money to me. How did you go broke? How how did you go broke? Well, they were spending a lot of 
questionable sums of money. Yeah, exactly. Hiring family members. And their, and their cause is a scam anyway. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly, right? Because there's never going to be any end point for them. Patrice. At what point? I mean, come on. At what point was BLM going to say, all right, we solved racism? And I will, and I will clarify good. that statement anyway. I am saying the idea that is per, that has perpetrated uh, that they're, that, you know, what, what did that kid say? 30% of black people are killed every year. Yeah. These ideas yeah. of this mass systemic inequality is just completely untrue. Is there racism? Yes. Is there racism in government? There is. Are there racist people? Yes, there are. To the degree that they've brought it up, it's not true. George Zimmerman was a Hispanic, Hispanic guy. Yeah. So this whole idea is launched off of this idea of, of, of racism from white people. And it's like, do you mean when that Hispanic guy fought with that kid? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or when Michael Brown, it's confirmed by the, the Eric Holder AG that he did not have his hands up and fought the cop. Like, we get it, man. You know, like, we don't want innocent people dying, especially based on race. But the the the, pre the premise of what you're donating to doesn't make sense. But hey, I don't know what they did with it. They're getting they're getting flack because they bought this big house. Yeah. But if they bought a house to do a studio or something, what are you going to complain about? I don't think anybody who donated to BLM is crying about it right now. One point, Some people maybe, uh, but most people are probably fine that they donated, well, donated to them. $1.5 million went to Patrice's brother for security. Yeah. Well, $1.5 million but, but, dollars but, for security. And then you got to ask, and so there are, there are questions about, they said they didn't want to do traditional security or police because the distrust around <laughs> policing. But people think these sums of money means you wrote a check for a two million, like a million and a half bucks to a guy. And then he bought a Ferrari. No, no, no. This could have been licensing equipment, staffing. Right. So she also gave a guy $970,000 for live events or the organization gave for live events. And everyone's like, oh, that dude probably didn't see that money. Right. Mm -hmm. Organizing live mm -hmm. events is very, very, very expensive. Uh, yep. I, I just want to mention something because Tim, you said that, you know, the people who donated to BLM probably aren't too upset. I just want to let everyone in this room know that we've all donated to BLM because JB Pritzker gave $300,000 in federal COVID relief money to BLM. Mm. Well, I mean, if you live in very Illinois. kind of him. Well, but no, it was federal COVID relief money. Right, right, right. Yeah, that yep, went to from point. the federal government. They said, and, and, and Pritzker said, you know what? You know how we're going to relieve people of COVID? <laughs> Giving money to BLM? Okay, thank well, you. Well, I can tell you at Turning Point, running a large nonprofit that, you know, we've been very blessed to raise a lot of money. We've hired and staffing, we've staffed thousands of people over the years, right? Like we have right now on staff hundreds and hundreds of people between our organization. Building that within a year, you know, where did all that money go? is a really great question because i mean we're not talking about 10 million dollars we're not talking about 15 million we're talking about literally they were in they, they had transactionally hundreds of millions of dollars that they had access to essentially in, in capital that they worked with where did all the money go that's a great question right mm -hmm. because they didn't the where are all the staff where's the blm staff i know what it costs to put on a massive live event i know what it costs to put on these huge mm -hmm. things they didn't do any of that so yeah. You know, what we know of is just a, a very small sliver of what really bad things that probably did actually happen because you don't know these things when C3, C4s, they file this stuff but away. I don't even, so I, I'm not even convinced BLM did anything untoward in a certain sense. You give them money, they can do what they want with they it. Did, they just couldn't build, there's no way you can build a $100 million organization in basically a year or two years. They've been and around. That's what they had to do. But I mean, they, 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 the same people were involved since 2013. Right. But they, they, but they built the actual organization within like a year after getting all that money because they were taking, they were just taking in money based off of the news and the climate and from corporate America. 
Like they just didn't have the capability of actually building this thing. So it's not a surprise that they've completely failed. Yeah. No, but I think that the, the important takeaway, as I mentioned earlier, is whatever it is that's resulting in people not wanting to give BLM money is going to have a similar rollover effect on everything else. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who are wising up. You know, we, we were skating in uh, in Hagerstown. I mentioned this the other day. And a bunch of local suburban Maryland people were like, yo, crime is getting out of control. What's going on? And then these people started talking about gun ownership, gun rights. And I'm like, there it is. 2A is going to be stronger. Trump's going to win. And it's because these suburbanite people are tired of the violent crime and the cops doing mm -hmm. nothing about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you do, though? Right. If your neighborhood is falling to crap, eventually you have nothing to do but just to ask that question. Yep. And then you end up voting for the right guy. All roads lead to the same place when you're, you know, when you have a, actually the constitutional principles being followed. And that's part of the reason why they want to destroy all of it. That's why they want to subvert all this with, you know, crazy stuff. Like, you know, I saw some things on national popular vote, not to take us off, but ranked choice voting. This stuff is really scary because no matter what the public sentiment is, they're trying to subvert whatever that is. That's that's the future. That's what we're up against right now in the United States of America. And they were winning. Last 10 years. I think there's bad stuff going on, but the bad stuff is just accelerating regular people waking up. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. It's let's, uh, let's talk about Joe Biden's broken brain. From <laughs> TimGuest.com, seven in 10 independents are worried about Biden's mental fitness. Worried about? How about convinced there is none? He doesn't have mental fitness. They say a new poll has found that nearly seven in 10 registered independents are worried about President Joe Biden's mental fitness ahead of the 2024 election. This is NPR PBS NewsHour Marist. Published on Wednesday, found that 69% of registered independents believe his mental fitness is a genuine concern, while 27% believe his mental fitness is being used as a campaign strategy by, by opponents. I love this because the way you frame a question always matters. If I were to ask the average person, do you think Joe Biden's brain is broken? I bet 70% say yes. If you were then to ask them, is it a concern? 70% say yes. You see how they, how they do this? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how people can have any kind of awareness of the president and not say, well, it kind of, you know, listen to him, you know? I mean, that's that's your standard kind of the reply that you would expect from the average person that doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to, to politics. If you've only got, you know, if you dedicate 15 minutes a day to watching a little bit of news so that way you feel like you have an idea about what people are talking about and you hear Joe Biden... Twice a week, right. you can't feel confident that this guy's, you know, laser focused on what's going on. I, I can't imagine how that is. And in, obviously it's showing in the in the polls. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know how you could have seen Joe Biden say anything in public and not be worried about the status of his mental health. The best, the best the man does at public speaking is slurring his words instead of constantly gaffing. Mm -hmm. I remember when we watched his State of the Union address about a year and a half ago, and it was probably the best he'd sounded in the last year and a half, mm -hmm. but he did sound drunk the entire time. Well, I'm not saying he was drunk, I'm just saying his brain operates in such a way that when he speaks normally, he slurs his words to the point yeah. where he sounds intoxicated. I think that one of the one of the negatives about the way that the Twitter space went today is I don't see a convincing argument to get the president on. 
mm-hmm. a Twitter space. Had this gone perfectly and it yeah. been great and and had everything worked fine, then you could then you could argue, okay, we have to get the you know get more presidential uh, candidates on. The more you get, the more pressure it is on yep. Trump and and Biden. Um, I would like to see that happen, but I feel like that was probably the biggest uh, the biggest negative about this is the fact that it's it's. It doesn't lend credibility to independent media and, and stuff the way that that I had hoped that it would. Well, Joe Biden would benefit from this like FDR did. There is no way Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden. Because uh, yeah, I mean, we watch him wander around stage for an hour. Yeah. But I mean, this is like I was thinking about this today. What greater, you know, this is the BLM crossover here. What greater vision of white privilege could possibly exist than the media and everyone else covering for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? Like literally, they've been trying to indoctrinate our kids. They've been trying all of society, basically, on this false notion of white pr- privilege. And you've got an old guy in there that just wanders around stage. They they run, cr- you know, f- cover for him the entire time. His son is like literally the worst yeah, presidential maybe. kid ever to exist in yeah. the history. Yeah, should be in jail for the rest of his life. And th- this isn't white. They're not talking about white pri- privilege now. No, no. This is crazy. It's a wild thing. He's like he's like the ultimate nepo baby that's ever existed. Seriously. Yeah, and so is Joe Biden though. Joe Joe Biden mm-hmm. is benefiting from like the nepotistic yeah, yeah, elements of media where like they're covering for him because he can't literally conduct himself in a in a public setting. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, Hunter Biden is really a remarkable character. He is he is a caricature of what Republicans suspected a, a Democratic president's child could get away yeah. with. Like, really? Smoking yeah. crack? Re- that sounds like a joke, yeah. right? The man got on national television and said he has spent more time picking through the carpet for anything that even remotely resembles crack cocaine that he smoked yeah. more Parmesan, Parmesan cheese <laughs> than anyone you know. I mean, and that's not even talking about his dad's mental health. Yeah. yeah. His dad's mental health should be disqualifying. And completely. Remember when uh, Nancy Pelosi was preparing the 25th Amendment Committee or whatever? And everyone's like, it's for Trump. And then they went, mm, wait, no, wait, it's for Biden. It's for Biden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the man is. But that's white privilege, my friends. I mean, the guy is getting away with like <laughs> like the, the kill shot white privilege out of the left. We should be demanding they hold themselves accountable to white privilege at this point since they spent so much time on it. Just embrace the white privilege narrative, but focus on Joe Biden. Just focus on Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, just use I it guess... against them to destroy it. That could help someone like Vivek Ramaswamy, but then those be like, but Trump's an old white man too. And it's like, all right, well then why don't you talk smack about both of them? Yeah, no, but, but the reality is the left doesn't like Joe Biden anyway. Liberals are no, the ones who, they, who vote for him. But I don't think anybody actually likes him. I think they're just like, we'll take any warm body over Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right though. Vivek they wrote should, that article. Vivek yeah. should focus like exclusively on this kind of stuff. Well, he's totally, it's, it's his campaign. He's yeah. totally opposed to it. Yeah. So that's why you should focus on it. You should take advantage it. of it. Yeah. Be like, I'm going to win because you're going to you're going to demand that yeah. I win. And then I'm going to change the laws and take away the ability of this to happen again. <laughs> That'd be great. In the meantime, we have to hope that Joe Biden doesn't accidentally like press the button or something. Right. Well, I don't think. Well, yeah. Here. Yeah. That wouldn't even be that much of a scandal. They, they would try to spin that, too. It'd be like it was a mostly peaceful nuking. <laughs> I bet Kamala Harris is the actual president. Because he keeps calling her President Kamala, President Harris. <laughs> I think yeah. it's far more likely that Barack Obama's phoning it in than Kamala Harris is doing it. I, I'm deathly scared, you know, being the Arizona in here, I'm deathly afraid of this concept of potentially Kirsten Cinema replacing Kamala Harris. What do you Let mean? Me I just, there's something really funny going on in Arizona. You mean like Kirsten runs 
Cinema is going to be the. She doesn't have a real shot. I don't think right. at running for Senate. But just like the pathway is not there unless like there's just like something that's totally crazy. So it's like, what is she doing? Like what? It, she has way too much money. She's loved by the Chamber of Commerce. She's loved by the establishment goons. Um, I'm really afraid that they're going to just like do this, like this, the switcheroo, the swaparoo. Right. Um, and involve her in some way that because again you have to look at the map you guys have talked about it here you talked about with charlie which is part of what we talk about arizona wisconsin georgia is everything yeah so like getting arizona taken care of basically takes the map off the table for the republicans and then people hate harris they despise her they hate you put her. in a cinema and she's lukewarm yeah. but a lot of people will be like okay well biden's incompetent but cinema's you know eh, she's cool she's whatever, whatever right yeah, and then I wonder if you have to have a DeSantis just because Trump, I don't think Trump can change his standing with the American people. No. You either like him or you don't. Some people are probably for, they're either for his policies or they're not. I think enough people would be in favor of Trump at this point, but he's got maximum name, name recognition. Everybody knows. And so if DeSantis is an opportunity for something new, I think he kind of blew it today, but I still yeah. think he, he can recover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a long, lot of time left here, but you know. It's an eternity. It, I mean, at this point, I heard someone talking about it today. At this point in the 2008 campaign, it was Rudy Giuliani and Hillary Clinton that were obviously going to be the uh, <laughs> the the people that were Giuliani. Be. They thought that. Yeah, at this mm -hmm. point, this wow. far out, they were. They said that Giuliani and and Clinton, and no one could figure out. You know, it was like obvious and blah blah blah. And then this young senator from uh, Illinois popped his head up and, and the whole world changed so oh man hillary was so pissed yeah she it was. was her turn i love it and then obama beat her yeah they didn't have their ducks in a row at the dnc yep well they still don't i guess they don't have i don't know if anybody actually in government has their ducks in a row be it you know the committees or the PACs or the campaigns the parties it's all just insane nonsense well the dnc will control controls the process now after that happened that's why Bernie came. Well, the DNC, the DNC has had their the, finger the on issue. the federal government has has had the, their finger on the the scale for the DNC definitely since Barack or since uh since um Donald Trump was elected. Like Donald Trump beating Hillary Clinton was not supposed to happen, and mm -hmm. after that, the federal government has had their finger on the on the scale. As much as they can, they have been they have been pumping out as much propaganda to all of the the legacy media uh, establishments that they can that they that will take it. Um, so, the government looked at Donald Trump and said, "This is a really bad thing," and it's been doing its best to make sure that Donald Trump can't get elected again. So, well, and a lot of that comes down to the unpreparedness that the Democrats had in Michigan. Which, again, you want to bring up things that will never happen again. They will never let Michigan slide out of their hands again. It would take a whole lot. It would take a, a massive, massive undertaking, a massive army for us to win Michigan. Yeah. But is, is Michigan one of the principal states we got to win in 2024? It's one of only six or seven that matter. Yeah. And, you know, you look at what they did with, with the election law in Michigan, basically making it impossible for us to overcome cheating there, uh, manipulation. You know, not to get too far into the weeds, but I mean, they spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars on ballot chasing, ballot harvesting. And until the right can match that, you're not going to get close enough to be able to even think about overcoming you know, the manipulation that they do in those states. 
All right, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member over at TimCast.com by clicking Join Us. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up for you at about 10, 10 p.m. You don't want to miss it, but uh, we'll read your Super Chats for now. We got Max Stolle says, Head greater than heart, substance greater than sentiment. DeSantis 2024. That's a, that's a great slogan that will not play at all for the average American who only really cares about how you sound on stage. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So what we need in a president is someone who is clearly a charismatic leader who understands the policies, the position, the culture war. We're not trying to get the B team. I would take someone who's great with policy over someone who just spoke well any, uh, any, any day of the week. We need somebody who speaks well and knows the policies so that we can win as a leader. What do we got? Purple says, Twitter space, low energy, basic answers. I agree. Very low energy. Bramit says, I just want to know how you could not call the pumpkin coffee Hocus Bocus, the spiced pumpkin brew. Ooh, that's good. Uh, nah, mm, Mr. Bocus pumpkin <laughs> spice experience. <laughs> yeah. Focus with Mr. Bocus will be a medium roast, I think. That's what we're working on. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, sir, Mr. Poole, I loved your North Face segment. I agree. Once they started targeting children, they ripped the fence out from underneath us. There will be a reckoning for the line. Yeah, my, my point was basically this. I don't care if North Face wants to do a drag queen promo. I just won't buy North Face. <laughs> but now that they've moved beyond that into targeting kids, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. All of it, none. It's basically like, I, I put it this way. Dude shows up to, to, to your party. You don't know who he is. And you're like, okay, look, I don't know this guy, but, you know, my friend brought him over. It's fine. Once the dude starts going over little kids and trying to sniff them, we say, get out, get out, get out. We were fine with you here, but now you're doing the weird kid stuff. Out of the building. Go home. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where are we at? Dylan Binkley says, on the show the other night, you brought up Governor Gianforte uh, legally defining gender in the state of Montana. You should have Rep. Michelle Binkley on and talk about Montana politics more in depth. Love you, Tim. Uh, sounds good. Are, are you, Dylan Binkley, related to Rep. Michelle Binkley, perhaps? <laughs> we'll see. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the, that's the kind of Riz energy that uh, DeSantis needs. Get in Robert. there. <laughs> promoting his own family. You know, there you go. Robert Bradbury says, let's, get, let's go Ronnie D. Take down the guy that tried to violate 2A with the bump stock ban. Yeah. I think he lost that one though, the the bump stock ban thing. No, it's the they're, they're, they're illegal. So, oh the wait, court, no, the court uh, court struck it down. I'm pretty sure. You, you might be right. Yeah, end of the trick. It's just that the stores that sold them no longer sell them already. So it got yeah. they did what they needed it to, it to do. Angela Richter says, "Why would he phone in his announcement? It was horrible. If I were him, I would say it was all a joke and hide out." <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. T Rex Petchup, Petchup says, "Desantis should wait his turn." He would be a great president in 2028. What's the deal with Carrie Lake's lawsuit? Does Tyler have any pets? We are an anti-woke alternative to woke PetSmart, Chewy, and Petco. I've got pets. Yeah, what's going on with Carrie Lake? 
Well, first off, I have a golden retriever and I have a wire fox terrier, but uh, <laughs> they're both they're both Gilligan and Skipper. Um, Carrie Lake. So uh, just talked to Carrie's team. You know, been been big allies with Carrie throughout this election. You know, she just you have to understand the courts are not our friend. You're not going to get we're not going to get where we want to go in a state like Arizona, where you have establishment control for 50 years. I mean, we're talking 50 years. We're talking McCain machine has installed all of these judges. Judges work their way up the ladder over the course of their entire lifetime. And so if you're expecting the courts to be your friend in a place like Arizona or Texas, it's just not going to happen. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a mistake. It's a flawed strategy, in my opinion. I just don't think it's going to result. Um, it's it's not it's not resulting for Carrie. Uh, we know that they did a lot of wrong things, and unfortunately, we don't have attorneys. We don't have a legion of attorneys who are going to step up. They're going to basically they have the intestinal fortitude to fight the good fight until losing their law license, like the left hat. Hmm. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now across America. That's just not an Arizona thing. That's across America. So. You know, we, we're going to have to take some significant strategy here. And I think this is part of, you know, I'm on the RNC. The RNC, I've been very vocal about this, has not done its job with producing the 100 plus attorneys that we need that can go fight the good fight against our and build our own Perkins Coy. We just don't have it. All right. Matt Burkhart says all these Trump supporters roasting Ron are actively pushing for Democrat wins for years. Trump will lose to Biden again. Killing Ron's momentum will leave ours with nobody else. We are telling you Ron DeSantis lacks the charisma to win. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter what Trump supporters say. I, I, I'm telling you, you can't have a guy get up on stage and say truth matters and freedom is worth fighting for because people are going to be like, what's he talking about? You got, yeah. you, got, you, you got to get up there and go, the truth matters in this country. You've got to have some emotion. All right, maybe not Trump, but you got to say, listen, in this country, truth matters and freedom is worth fighting for. That's why I'm here. He, yeah. he can't even do that. Well, and I'll say this. I have no idea. I mean, maybe DeSantis could win with his current level of charisma. I'm not making any predictions about the future. But what I will say is if you really like a candidate and you want to help make him stronger, constructive criticism is an important part of that. And what I am saying and what I've said repeatedly is I like DeSantis. I like a lot of what DeSantis has done through his entire political career. Even before COVID, I found him interesting and like the things that he said. However, that doesn't mean he's perfect. And one of his flaws is a pretty major flaw, which is that when he speaks, it's not all that engaging. We can say that to him with the hopes of him working that out in a way that makes him more electable without being against him. In fact, quite to the contrary, we want him to improve as a candidate. That's why we're saying this. At least that's why I'm saying this. I don't I want I want DeSantis to be as successful as DeSantis can be. How and you, I think that pretending that he doesn't have a charisma problem isn't going to help him. How do you practice charisma? How do you get better at it? I don't know, but I do know that there's a reason that political leaders will spend obscene amounts of money with people who coach them to try to become more charismatic. There and are, I would suspect that's because they see results. There are channels on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I'm, I'm not trying to be so harsh on uh, on DeSantis. Well, I guess my point is just I. The thing is, why do I you find like myself him? loving because so much of what he says is really great. Like I like what he says, and I like a lot of what he's done. I think he's been one of the few Republican leaders that we've seen in the past decade. He's been one of the best Republican leaders we've seen in the past decade, and I think that it is a shame that that message is going to be lost on so many people because there are people who support him and around him who are invested in not I having him hear anything see, that will cause him to want to improve his delivery. I would want to push back on that a little bit because okay. I don't feel like he says anything that's new. I don't think that I totally disagree. You think that he says new things? Well, I, I mentioned this earlier. Where he was on COVID was so far outside of the status quo that at the time it was very much a new thing. Sure. Now, because he was clearly on the right side of that issue, he's at the disadvantage of being so correct so soon where it doesn't even seem like an interesting position anymore. Hey, even but I think that's a good thing. It means he moved the goalpost in the right direction. Hey, even Michael Scott took improv classes. Right? So <laughs> like, like Ron DeSantis probably needs to take a few improv classes. Realize like you can be funny without being funny, meaning to be funny, which is like Trump does a lot of that, right? Like he's just funny. He's just a mm -hmm. funny guy. He gets yeah. up and starts talking and improving his speeches and people are like, I like that guy. He's mm -hmm. kind of funny. He's kind of normal. He's like weird like my uncle or like my, my grandpa or whatever. Yeah. But you can also be funny, like Reagan was funny, where it's just like he was, he took classic, he was classically trained, he was an actor, yeah. right? Like yeah. he was an actor. Yeah. And it's, so, it's yeah. even like regular sp like speech, like I feel like even when I just speak to people in, in general, just normally talking to them, I have more inflection and more character. He just yeah. like, it just seemed flat and monotone, like he was reading, like like right off prompter, and that, I don't know, that doesn't really sit well with me, or mo most Americans these days, you know? I just don't have any kind of particular allegiance to Ron DeSantis. I know that there are people out there that are like, you know, he would be more electable than Trump, et cetera. And I, I don't think so, because even if he were to take the, uh, the nomination, the entire establishment and all of the propaganda that comes along with it is going to be turned against him and they're going to demonize him in the exact same way that they did Trump. The... All of the pieces are in place to make Ron DeSantis worse than Donald Trump. Hmm. They've well, already started saying those things. I think Bill Crystal called him a beta. He yeah. called Trump an yeah. alpha. Oh like, what God. was that even? That's that was weird. kind of weird. That's like Every, some weird, like what is he, some like 30-year-old guy with a podcast <laughs> in the manosphere? This guy's a beta. Like, Every, dude, don't give me that red Everybody's bank account noticed a significant uh, decrease without Donald Trump mm. in office. And that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's also personality. Like, people watch your show because they're just like, look, I like that personality. I like that vibe that he puts out. And it's consistent. And it's and it, there's there's a normalcy to it that, like, people just have, uh, like, normal quirks about them. When you have a politician that isn't quirky, that doesn't have things that you can see and you can follow and you can get every time that you, you turn on the TV, basically people start to lose interest. And that's yeah. the world that we're in today. Totally. Especially in a post-Trump world. Is there mm -hmm. like, I turn on the TV because even if I don't like Trump, he's, he's hilarious and he's quirky and he's weird and I'm going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Tripwire says, don't get me wrong, I love what DeSantis has been doing in Florida, but he did say if Trump ran in 2024, he wouldn't. His campaign is uh, to be, uh, his campaign to be is founded on a lie. Makes me now wonder if all, all has done was just pretense to run for POTUS. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were like, he's just throwing you red meat. He's telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. That way he gets elected. And then it's neocon city all over again. I'm not saying I believe it to be true. 
because he actually did these things in Florida. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we got what we wanted. We, we got everything. But, I just don't think he has the charisma. But Trump cleared a lane for him in Florida. Like, I, I, I think that all the missiles were directed at Trump and Mar-a-Lago in Florida, where it's like it's really alleviated and created a pathway for Ron DeSantis. And again, the unwinnable su- subject matter here of Florida for Democrats has allowed it to, to cut cut off here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah to, to the mic. Gormal. Yeah, oh, good. I, I was just, I was just gonna say the, this last point was the Democrats pulled out of Florida in 2022. Like, let's be let's be real. All of the groups, the big groups that were over the top of the DNC, they pulled out of Florida. And part of that is Trump, and some of it's DeSantis, but a large portion of this is Trump. Mm-hmm. Gormals, uh, Gorm, Gorm, male Gormal. DeSantis won't last ten seconds against the corrupt Democrat Party. They're going to eat him alive. Well, yep. it, it, and this is something that people are saying is like, well, you know, Joe Biden wasn't very charismatic. Why would DeSantis need to be charismatic? I think we can all agree without even having to get into too much detail that Biden had certain unfair advantages that DeSantis is not going to have. The entire dominant media culture was on his side. They literally published an article saying this is how we coalesce to ensure that this guy would get elected. No one's going to do that for DeSantis. They're going to work against DeSantis. Yep. Yeah. They said, stay alive, Joe Biden. All we need is your corporeal form. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And also, like, I, I want to make it really clear. I am not making any election or any predictions about the election or who's more electable or how it's going to pan out. I am just saying it doesn't hurt anyone for DeSantis to become more charismatic. It does not hurt anyone. And it could become it could be massively uh, instrumental in ensuring that his message is heard and taken seriously by a larger percentage of the American population. Eric Cecil says, pretty ironic you're criticizing Elon and DeSantis for a few glitches on Twitter, on a Twitter space, when you couldn't even set up audio at a bar in Austin, Texas for the entire event. Also, Trump can't beat Biden, DeSantis will. You weren't running I for think, president. I think it's pretty funny that um, <laughs> that's like, that's a- com- comparing a um, like 12-way microphone setup, because it wasn't just people on stage, with multiple cameras and, and a sound system for a live event and live stream, comparing that to three guys sitting in a room with their phone sitting in front of them is is remarkable. If we were going to do Timcast IRL on Twitter Spaces, I'd put the phone right in front of me and I'd press play, and then we talk. Yeah. That's it. Now, I, I, I understand their issues with the, the, the entirety of the Twitter infrastructure and what it can handle. That's fine. But the fact that Elon unmuted his microphone while the guy sitting next to him was speaking, causing a feedback loop, and then the guy mutes his, his account mid-speech... <laughs> Those those are human errors. Mm. And like James said, we're not running for president. <laughs> Our budget for this thing was like a, was like 20 or 30. I think it was like thirty thousand dollars. We're not launching a multi-billion dollar presidential campaign. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You still I'll still give you credit. We should have better audio, totally. you know, yeah. but come on. DeSantis is running for president. And what do we get? This placid announcement phoned in. It's it's remarkable. No event, no yeah. peep, like no wow. video. That's because yeah. people are, around him are telling him be more boring. Yeah. They're telling him to do that because of because of Trump being too bombastic. Yeah, <sighs> but again, I think the 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 real optics of this is Trump needs to be more boring, right? But Ron DeSantis needs to be more vivacious. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm gonna have to run, you know, because I'm I'm I, I I'm the only person I believe can do it right. No, I'm, <laughs> I would never go anywhere near that. I think Trump's the guy right now. Trump's the guy who's going to go and just fire everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, there's no guarantee he does. We may look back on, on an episode like this and be like, man, were we wrong? Trump brought the swamp back or something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But our best bet, in my mind, based on the data available as of this date, May 24th, 2023, 
is that Trump is the guy who is most likely to fight. Biden's going to hire more. DeSantis may, but probably probably, neg- probably will negotiate Trump fires. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> no, says, please someone bottle this. It's better than melatonin. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, tonight after the show, I'm going to play DeSantis' uh, uh, announcement speech to, so I can get to bed early. Yeah. Yeah, put us to sleep. That's for sure. Yeah, it it didn't hype things up no. ahead of time. I was really I was really hoping that we'd go into this whole thing with a really big hype story with this, and it yeah. was a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Calisthenics Earth says he would have been much better off just announcing it on an interview with John Stossel, have it released <laughs> with the full interview being being dropped uh, that dropped yesterday. Seriously, yeah, he hey. could have just made a Twitter video, and it would have been a better launch. Where he's like, "Hi, I'm announcing I'm running for president because truth matters." Hey, at least John Stossel has that like Dateline over the top voice, you know. Yeah, Stossel's good, exciting, good, good dude. Michael Page says Ron DeSandman. Oh boy, here come the memes. The memes. <laughs> That's pretty John cool. Jones says Deser- Ron DeServer crashed. DeSandman. <laughs> DeSandman. What is it? Clintus says, "Who are Ron DeSantis's donors? Who are they?" Uh, I mean, a Ken lot Griffin. Of people. Ken Griffin. Yeah, big one. Sad, what does it say? Saddle effing tramp says, DeSantis' campaign announcement was making his appeal to a jury, not a mob. He needs to appeal to a mob like Trump can. Mm-hmm. If they're really telling him to be boring, man, this will be the shortest campaign ever. He'll spiral out because people are not, you, you can't keep people's attention. Yeah. Part of what helped Trump win was the negative press. His name constantly yeah. being in the media no matter what. MSNBC gave him what, like a billion dollars worth of time or CNBC something? CNBC gave him, I think, $5 billion equivalent five, they reported grief. in just saying his name nonstop. Aaron says, give me Vivek Ramaswamy. Bring policy and delivery. Seriously, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake says, it's incredibly ironic that DeSantis colors Biden's vax mandate is unconstitutional, but went out of his way to preserve Florida's law, allowing police officers to forcibly vaccinate civilians. That doesn't sound real. Did they have that? That's crazy. The great anywho says he has the perfect lawyer voice. Hmm. I don't like hearing from lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. And Espo says, I don't understand. Is it Trump or nothing? DeSantis was the first yes politician that saved my job. The first yes politician? No other politician, including Trump, did that. Focus on policy, not fanfare. Spoken like someone who is smart, but not good with people. So many Republicans... Have that logic, but no feeling, no emotion, and they don't get it. Democrats know emotion is everything. They invest in it. And Republicans are like logic. Republicans are the ones who are going to go out and be like, if you vote for me, I'll explain to you in this three-point plan how we bring back jobs to your to, to your neighborhood. Now, the big thing you're facing is overtaxation, which drives corporate. And they're going, huh? Hmm. Then you get Barack Obama go, can we do it? Yes, we can. Ah, everyone starts screaming. That's all he says. Can we do it? Yes, we can. They vote for him. Literally yeah. Bob the Builder. Well, I'll yep. say this too. I mean, again, this, this, hopefully I've made myself clear about this. I'm not making a claim about whether Trump is necessarily going to be better in the general election. What I am saying is with DeSantis's level of charisma, it's not helping his chances. I don't, I, I just don't know how you could argue that him working on his delivery is a bad idea or a bad suggestion. I mean, he really needs help there. You can't deny that. You really can't deny it. It doesn't help him. That's why I'm harping on it, man. 
If I wanted to make you all feel great, I'd go, oh, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. No, dude, it's it's true. Like in, in DeSantis's people need to know that that's something for him to work on. I want him to be successful. I don't think he's going to be as successful as he can be if that isn't worked out. One thing to point out is that Florida has a a moderately early primary. I mean, it's like I think it's like smack in the middle. It's in mid-March. But like if DeSantis doesn't win Florida, that's going to be like if, if it's looking like we're coming up to Florida and he doesn't have a chance to win Florida, that is a huge problem. That's a huge problem for Ron DeSantis too. And so we'll see where the polls end up in Florida. But All right. So. Gono says, TDS goes both ways, it seems. I don't care how electric a politician is. I care if they deliver the results they promise, which is what we have seen repeatedly from DeSantis. I like Trump, but there is no loyalty to politicians. Yep. And can the politician get elected? Electability matters. You can have the best policies in the world, or you can take Trump, who's got a lot of good policies and has the demeanor and the character. Uh, I'm not saying Trump is perfect, not by any stretch, but dude... The Economist says Ron snooze fest. No. I showed some. I, I showed some some people, and they went wow, like it was just reading off a piece of paper, like not even feeling it. Yeah. It just felt so dry. That's what I mean. It's just flat. It's just flat. Flat's an under understatement. It's concave. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but what, I, I just want to like. If, if you're a diehard DeSantis supporter, if you're a never-Trumper, you really think DeSantis has to be the guy, don't you want him to work on that? Don't you want him to get better at his delivery so he can be more successful? I don't understand this. Why would you pretend that there isn't a problem? There totally is. Because when you fundamentally believe that Trumpism is bad and the way that Trump captivated his audience is bad, you want you want the opposite. That's, that's actually at its heart part of the problem for DeSantis, I True. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seymour Butt says, Tim, we don't want an elitist blue falcon who graduated from two Ivy League law <laughs> schools, then went to wear the blue falcon title. Blue falcon. Yeah. Well, Trump also graduated from elitist yeah. <laughs> school. <laughs> so, Penn, I mean, yeah, true. It's Ivy League. Ian says, sorry, late to the party, but I didn't see where DeSantis addressed Trump, his biggest competition. He came out too weak. I appreciate him trying to be seemingly drama-free, but he is playing it too safe, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Vanilla yogurt. Guardsman Norham says, DeSantis rolled a politician with high wisdom, but used charisma as a dump stat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ian nice. would appreciate that one if he was here. I like D&D. Robert Colling says, if you want charisma, look at Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson in North Carolina. He knocks it out of the park. Who's, who's that? Who's, is he the guy who was singing with John Rich? Who was that? Don't know. Don't know. Was that the guy? Not sure. Hmm. Random, you just says, as an eight-year viewer, you have TDS, dude. Trump can't describe CRT and DEI. DeSantis explained them articulately and how he'd destroy them and how he has in Florida. You're simping for Trump too hard. Oh, go Crimea River, dude. Barack Obama gets elected after blowing up children because people don't care about policy. I would love it if Ron DeSantis got on, got in and enacted policy, which I think he does better than Trump. But it's insane to think at the at the current pace, he's going to be able to do it. It's, it's, it's remarkable to me that someone like me, I pay attention to this stuff. I watch Obama get in office, start blowing up children immediately. And I'm like, wow, that, that's the opposite of what I voted for. And people are just like, I'm going to vote for him again. And I was like, what about blowing up kids? do you think warrants re-election? And they're like, I don't care. Because Barack Obama goes on TV with a charming smile and says, listen, 
We can do it. And they go, ah, can we do it? Yes, we can. He didn't say anything. No. Can we hope and change? Can we do it? Yes, we can. Yeah. Donald Trump wins. Make America great again. Trump at least talked about building a big, beautiful wall from sea to shining sea. Trump had some policies. None of these guys are perfect. But Donald Trump banned at the federal level contracting with corporations that had this woke garbage in, 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 in their companies. He was shutting it down in the military as well. I think Ron DeSantis would do better policy-wise, but we're talking about the executive branch. Ron DeSantis would not be a legislator when he's in the executive branch. He'd be president. So he can talk all day and night about the things he wants to do, but he's not passing laws or anything about it. If anything, he should be, he should be running for Senate, if that's the case. Or, or he should be vice president and be president of the Senate. That's a better place for him to be. Yeah. Donald Trump is the guy who's got the brash attitude who I want to see start enforcing some laws. Mm -hmm. Not saying he will, but dude, you can sit here and be like, this is what really bugs me about why the like about the right, why they lose too much when it comes to this political stuff. Ben Shapiro comes out and says, facts don't care about your feelings. And they all start going, blah, 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 waving their arms and they're cheering for it. And I'm like, that means nothing to the average person yeah. who believes feelings don't care about your facts. Yeah. And that's why Democrats win over the default liberal. It should be default conservative. Yeah. It should be, when, when we look at the Bud Light stuff, it should be default that people are like, I'm not buying that because, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be made fun of by my friends. The, the Democrats use shame and fear, yeah. the powerful emotions to win elections. Republicans try convincing people. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's noble. It's honorable. Good luck. Yeah. You put Ron DeSantis on a stage. You, 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 I'll tell you this. You take a guy who sells medical equipment and put him next to, next to Ron DeSantis and you will believe in your mind that Ron knows nothing about the politics and the, and the medical uh, supply sales guy knows everything. Because being able to speak and being charismatic conveys more trust than not being able to. I have to hear from a lot of people when they say things like, oh, you know all this stuff. And I'm like, what makes you think I actually know something? Mm -hmm. Like, well, it sounds like you know it. Yeah, I read it on the news and it could be a lie later on. Yeah. If a guy goes on stage like Ron DeSantis and says, freedom is worth fighting for. You're like, doesn't sound like he actually thinks that. And then someone else comes up and goes, freedom is worth fighting for. And that's why you must join me. People are going to be like, oh, that, that's that's definitive. Yeah. I've seen it happen at all these different rallies. I've seen the left do it time after time. I've seen every nonprofit pull this off. If you don't know and if you don't sound convinced, people will not follow you. Mm -hmm. End of story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think anytime there's any criticism made of DeSantis, People are going to assume because of the rivalry uh, that what you're saying is that you think that DeSantis is terrible and, and Trump is great. That's not necessarily the case. You could say, look, DeSantis has this flaw that he needs to work out. It's going to make him more electable. And I think uh, that the Super Chatter actually has uh, the Trump derangement syndrome yeah. because they're, they're, they're so obsessed with getting in anyone else. They would take a guy who probably, who probably would lose. Mm -hmm. There was a poll that came out. I think it was uh, Interactive Polls posted this. Trump, uh, DeSantis, DeSantis losing to Biden by three points. Mm -hmm. Now, they're going to come out and they're going to tell you, no, no, uh, we, want, we want Trump to run. You had on The View, they said, we want Trump to be the candidate so we can beat him. They want DeSantis to be the candidate because he's dry, mm -hmm. because he's boring and monotonous. Yeah. Yeah. I like DeSantis. I think he would be a great president. I think his policies are excellent. But in order to be a leader, you need more than just good ideas. Ron DeSantis, the good idea guy, he's an advisor to the president. Yeah. He's a vice president. He's a COO. He's a chief of staff. He is not the president. The president is, is going to go out and rally the American people around these ideas. DeSantis can be that guy. But the, I, I'm just so fed up. 
I can't believe after all this time we knew he was going to run. They did not give him legitimate real training or direction. Yeah. Yep. Well, insane. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. I, I hate when people say you, you hit spot on facts. Don't care about your feelings. Well, yeah, but people care about your feelings. People care about those feelings. That's a totally different thing from winning an argument versus influencing those around you. People don't people won't remember uh, what's the saying it's um people won't remember what you say but they will remember how you made them feel so yeah. when donald trump makes you laugh you know what's going to happen you associate that trump rally with having fun totally a good time mm -hmm. yeah. when someone goes on stage and just talks and you're falling asleep you don't even remember it yep yeah well it, like what did you what did you have for breakfast yesterday they don't, they don't care about how much you know until they know about how much you care mm. if you That's had breakfast true. with donald trump you would never forget Every moment of that breakfast, say, oh, man, I had two eggs scrambled, the bacon, the hash browns, and we got these delicious sweet potato biscuits, and I put a ton of butter on them. I'll never forget that morning. Yep. Mm. You will remember. But I ask you, what did you have for breakfast? And most people are going to be like, what did I have uh, for breakfast? I can't remember. Because you don't care. Yeah. Your brain's yeah. like, I'm like, I'm not going to store this. It's, it's garbage information. Yeah. yeah I, I'll say this. Uh, I, I really like Trump. I would love to see Trump elected in 2024. Like I said, I won't make any predictions or claims about who's ultimately going to be electable between the two, but you can really like both of these guys. I understand that when it comes to the primary season, you're going to have to make a choice. 100%. Uh, I will say for as much as I do love Trump, I think that if DeSantis is successful at whatever he does, that's good for America. If DeSantis is a good governor of Florida, that's going to be good for America. If he does end up becoming president, I think that's going to be good for America. If he ends up being vice president to Donald Trump, that's also going to be good for America. But I do think DeSantis is going to be more successful if he works on fixing this charisma problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and people have been saying it for a long time. When we had Milo on the show and he said it was like when you reach for something and you accidentally touch something moist like a wet sponge. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go that far. That's the thing. Like, I, I wouldn't take no, it as but far like, as Milo does. When you have people saying, hey, this is, is a charisma problem here. Yeah. And then they, the campaign doesn't take it seriously. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah. That, that video that Ron put out on his Twitter should never have seen the light of day. <laughs> I would not sell my coffee with something so tepid. Yeah. For a presidential announcement, you need something big. And you need strength conviction make me believe it i i need to i i'm a, you know what i'm gonna do we're gonna make a commercial and i'm gonna make you believe that buying casper coffee will literally save the world i will put all of the conviction that i have in it and i'll make an impassioned plea you know what i'll do here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take ron DeSantis's presidential announcement speech i'm going to deliver it but instead of saying i'm running for president i'm gonna say and that's why i'm selling you coffee so join <laughs> the fight today and go to castbrew.com and buy Rise with Roberto Jr. Because if you don't, this country will fall. Or something like that. <laughs> and then it'll just be like, people will be like, bro, it's just coffee, calm down. <laughs> well, so Can you do, imagine that is... all these things going wrong on your first day of opening a coffee shop, though? Like, you want to have this product, like you said, perfected so that when it's coming out, everybody in their first day in your coffee shop is going to be like, wow, this is incredible. I'm coming back. I don't know if that goal was achieved today. You know, but, I'm gonna make a video. Is what I'm gonna do, and then Seamus can animate it. What? It'll be me doing Ron DeSantis' speech, but saying you have to buy chickens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy chickens. chickens. Well, I'll say this: this this is sort of an infamous story in political history, but I'm sure you're all familiar with the the Kennedy Nixon debates uh, in mm -hmm. 1960, mm -hmm. and everyone who heard it on the radio thought that Nixon crushed, and everyone who saw it on television thought that Kennedy won.
right? That's the whole yeah. point of all of this. Yeah. Public image and how it's presented to people matters a lot. And so yep. you can say his policies are the best in the world, but if they're not in a if they're not presented in a way which is uh, which is packaged in a way such that the average American person is going to be receptive to it, it doesn't matter. It yep. doesn't matter. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, because the members-only uncensored portion starts in a few minutes, and you don't want to miss it. Not so family-friendly, you've been warned. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Tyler, do you want to shout anything out? We've got, like I said, Turning Point Action has this big conference coming up in July. So July 15th and 16th, we're putting on this huge thing. We just announced today that Donald Trump will be there. Uh, Vivek will be there. We have a, a huge host of number of people that are, are going to be there. You can go to tpaction.com slash atcon. Just go to tpaction.com and check it out. And and uh, it's going to be huge. I think the biggest event of the summer. Cool. So. Right on. Um, Seamus Coglin. I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We're going to be uploading three videos next week. If you guys want to go check those out, I also have a podcast called Shamer. We air every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's Eastern. That not Easter. I'm sorry. What's wrong with me? Only once a year. Only once a year. <laughs> uh, 6 p.m. on Easter. <laughs> Rumble.com/Shamer. Y'all go check that out. I am uh, Phil Labonte. I am Phil That Remains on Twitter. Phil That Remains official on Instagram. The band is all that remains available on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, etc., etc. And I am Surge.com. That was a good show. I'm excited for the after. Let's get to it, guys. We will see you all at TimCast.com in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.